0: Peace, Die Hearts. It's your boy, Eru, host of the Dynast Podcast. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. If you can't, let's just get right into the intro, and we'll get this together.
1: Peace, stars. What's up? It's your boy E. Rule, host of the Dynex podcast. I try to get cute in the
0: beginning there, man, but sorry about that. Anyway, this is the NBA Finals. I know the, the Celtics are playing the uh, the Warriors, like it was what they call the Golden State Warriors. I don't think anybody cares, <laughs> you know, at least in Knicks' land. You know, I like to watch good basketball. It's nice to see the perimeter play, the ball movement, the defense, and things of that nature. It's not beautiful basketball. You know, I feel like the Knicks are, are like, you know, close, even though I don't like Tom Thibodeau. You know, I think Tom Thibodeau's a clown any and other, but I still believe in the talent that we have on the roster, and um, you know, I believe that we that um, you know, if we would just coach better, you know, in my opinion, if we would just coach a little bit better, I think that we would be um, we we would be able to compete against teams like this. I, I don't feel like a team like Golden State or or the Celtics are that far ahead of us, you know, as far as um, winning is concerned. Of course, we need a couple players, you know, we don't need the, the big major players that everyone keeps talking about. But let's just stay focused, man. I really want to talk about um, this Quinn Snyder stuff, man. So. Uh, Quinn Snyder is is a big time coach man you know Tom Thibodeau, we got we got our own quote unquote big time coach but um let's I'll talk about that in this podcast man these are the guys we're going to be talking about Quinn Snyder and Tom Thibodeau and how this how this this news here uh with Quinn Snyder stepping down in Utah how that changes the whole uh dynamic and and the, like the power struggle with the Knicks so uh, let's do the comments really quick uh we got we got a um, shout out to Gerald McGivers here but uh, we got Cameron Goldberg here Cameron Bro- Goldberg asks, how Johnny Bryant is on the Knicks staff? Hey, Mike Wilson, Mike Woodson was on the Knicks staff. We got um, Kenny Payne; he was on the um, the Knicks staff. But they went on to um, bigger and better things, according to their own career. You know, uh, Mike Woodson. You know, he played for Indiana. Indiana's a prestigious school. you know, uh, you know they had the the what's his name? Bobby Knight. You know, was the head coach there, so they have history there. So he could be, um, you know, you know, leading the the the, the young guys into the future. He could be the new Bobby Knight over there. So it's a prestigious job, man. A lot of big-time players came from Indiana, including himself. He played there. He also was an NBA player as well. Uh, Coach Payne, you know, he was on Kentucky. He was on on a couple other teams too, but he ended up being the the Louisville coach. So when you talk about Kentucky, Duke, and um, these type of teams, whatever, like say like Kentucky, like Midwest, i stay with that. Um, Louisville is right there, Louisville, Kentucky. So Louisville and and Kentucky are, are rivals the same way that North Carolina and Duke is you know what i'm saying so that's a prestigious job as well so why do why do people leave um you know uh coaching gigs because uh um kenny payne was basically a big man's coach with the knicks uh mike woodson was just basically a babysitter he was basically watching to see what tom thibodeau was doing to to have his back to help make sure that he's able to um uh help the, the locker room function and stuff like that be the that um i guess like the olive branch um person so we don't have that olive branch person uh enter Quinn Snyder man now. So Quinn Snyder steps down. Uh who was uh you know uh Snyder's uh you know number one not number one but hand picked young coach coming up in, in in the ranks. Uh you know that was next to him for a lot of years over there. Look at this picture here. That's Quinn Snyder and that's Mr. Johnny Bryant on the right and Donovan Mitchell in, in the middle. You can see that they would tag team in this guy, you know, coaching wise. Uh like I said, uh Quinn Snyder hand picked uh Johnny Bryant. You know, the Utah staff um handpicked him. Let's let's talk about Johnny Bryant real quick. For those that, that don't know, everyone talks about Johnny Bryant, but people don't even know who the hell he is, where he came from, this, that, and the other. He actually played for Utah. Uh that's not necessarily important, but he did play for for Utah. Um he actually played pretty good. The the point the the problem with him is that uh he was a scorer um and he was like supposed to he's a point guard. He's a he's a scorer in a point guard's body six feet uh 14 points a game he's not that great of a scorer. You know that would translate into the NBA in that way. So uh, for those that can see the screen here, I'm, I'm looking at the middle there. Um, you can see that he played for for Utah, for you know he went to San Francisco City College and he went to Utah as a redshirt. Actually, pretty pretty um pretty good. Like I said, on 15 points a game in college is really good for Utah. Um, uh, you know for Utah team there, he shot the on uh, the ball from the three point range pretty good, 44. All All right, so he didn't make it to the NBA and the other, but he didn't let that uh, that um deter his uh, basketball dream. Um, he started coaching. Uh, at the Bryant Sports Academy, uh, that was his. I think I believe that was his company that he started. That he was just coaching um, NBA players and stuff, kind of like one of the original ones to really do that, you know. And that that gave him uh, an NBA job because he was uh, uh, coaching Paul Millsap and Damian Lillard, other other people too was going to his um his thing, and the Utah Jazz picked him up. In September of 2012, it says here as a developmental assistant. And then uh, Quinn Snyder liked him so much that he upgraded him two years later to an assistant coach, basically sitting right next to him. Um, and for for a guy like that, I mean, it's, it's proof isn't the put in here. You know, this picture here says a thousand words. Uh, the way Johnny Bryant is, is there is the extension to Quinn Snyder. You know, um, Quinn Snyder, he played for Duke as well. You know, people forget about that. He actually played uh, under Mike um, uh, He He was the starting point guard in Duke. Uh, before Bobby Hurley got there, you know. So, but he did get to play with Christian Leighton and he did get to play with Danny Ferry. So, um, he, he was actually, you know, a big part of what they do over there, and in, um, and in, in He was part of the whole tradition of like, you know, like um, I don't I don't want to disrespect them, but they they have so many point guards that came through the Duke that that were just like really not good point guards, you know. But they were good college guys, but they never translated into the into pro game. So he was just one of those guys. He was a very good college player, but he just wasn't um. You know, able to translate to the NBA, but then you know, like I said, same thing with Johnny Bryan. He was a good player in Utah. He, um, some, some players that can't um, they can't play, they can't make the um, the cut or fit the description what an NBA player is supposed to be according to scouts and this that, and the other. They ended up coaching um basketball. So um, that 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 that'll, that'll brings into Tom Thibodeau where he came from. But let's just talk about um Snyder. I'll, I'll bring up Snyder's um. Let's do let's do his coaching record. We'll do his um his college coaching record because everybody comes from somewhere you know so let, let's get let's get into that everybody comes from somewhere so let's start off with his um coaching college coaching record so this is um Quinn Quinn Snyder so here he goes um uh he went to duke alamoar in 1989 is when he graduated uh this is his coaching record here as a as a college coach he um coached missouri big 12 uh you can see his coaching record 18, basically for his whole career 58% uh, he had two losing seasons, and um, after the, the second losing season, that's when he decided decided to leave Missouri and um, go over to Utah. But uh, I have this highlighted here: 2003. Uh, this was, um, you know, uh, one of his one of his best seasons. I think he had a uh, 66. I think it was two back-to-back years where he where he played pretty good. It was 2000, um, 2001, 2002 season, 2002, 2003 season. So um, what's significant about that is uh, if you go ahead and click that, uh, if you look in the playoffs. He um he beat he um lost to Marquette in the playoffs. So why is that significant? It just connects him to to the Miami thing. Um, you know D- Dwayne Wade, um was on the come up. He was on the tear during that uh that year, and um the, in the playoffs NCAA tournament for Marquette, and that was that's what gave him a name. But that year that um that a Missouri team was pretty good. You know I remember that you got guys like Ricky Paulding, you know Arthur Johnson. These guys are big scorers. A couple of these other guys too. But, you know, as you can see, those names don't mean anything because you could be one player in college and totally be a whole different person in in the NBA. So it was just interesting, man. He had a really good um, career as a coach. So let's um, let's get out of this and just take a look at his um, NBA coaching career. So this is significant because I'm going to compare it to Tom Thibodeau. So um, let's check out. um, Snyder's NBA coaching career. Uh, So as it comes up here at the top of the screen he's currently 55 years old right now. Uh, let's check out his NBA career. He um, started as an assistant, excuse me, for the LA Clippers. Uh, who was his head coach? Who brought him over? Uh, executive Elgin Baylor, Larry Brown. So Larry Brown brought him over as a uh, bench coach for, for him. So, you know, shout out to Larry Brown who who is hated on this podcast. And if you're a Knicks fan, if you don't hate uh, Larry Brown, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, Larry Brown was an atrocious, um, Knicks coach, and you know, that that's that's a story that needs to be told. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that one day on this podcast, man. But um, check out Philly, he went to Philly the next year. Uh, Doug Collins brought him over, another basketball mind. So I'm quite sure Larry Brown, uh, you know, talked him up to Doug Collins, and Doug Collins brought him over to, to the um coaching staff there. He didn't stick there, he ended up going to Atlanta. Let's check, uh, you know, he went to the Lakers, excuse me. Let's see who brought him over. Uh, Mike Brown, so Mike Brown, Larry Brown, you know, Doug Collins, that's the coaching tree, whatever. So you know, you could just see that there. So he, he he came from a lot of a lot of decent NBA coaches. You know that that um helped him um you know advance his career. So Atlanta, uh, he was under coach a Button Budden, Buddenholzer. So Buddenholzer is also um, for those that don't know, he's also part of the um, the whole. If, if, is he part of the Knicks uh, situation back in the days? This is all San Antonio. Yeah. All right. So he's a a, a Greg Popovich uh, a player there, a, a Greg Popovich disciple. So, anyway, he comes from, from a good coaching background. So, anyway, from, from Atlanta, he ended up getting that Utah um, jazz job. And I'm quite sure that um, Popovich has something to say about that too, man. But, I mean, he did pay his dues, um, you know, especially with the college coaching of uh, being successful and, and paying his dues as an assistant coach, bouncing around and making a name himself in NBA circles. Anyway, as he became an NBA coach, he started off slow, 46%, 48%. He topped off that third year with 62%. Uh, let's check out that first year. I just want to see who's on the roster. Uh, Alec Burke. I see my man Alec Burke there. Uh not too many other big names there. You want to talk about um uh Dirk Favors was probably good at that time. Let me see who's who was a good player there. Gordon Hayward. You know, Gordon Hayward was, was young, if I'm not mistaken. He was only like 24. Gordon Hayward, 19 points per game. He had, a, he had a decent squad, but you know, these guys weren't gonna win. Ennis can that, understand the other. That's um. Let's check out that 60. Uh, that what is it, The 50 50 win team? That was his second best team. Let's check that out. 50 win team. He had um, he didn't have Donovan Mitchell yet. So you got Gordon Haywood was his best player. You got Rudy Goldberg is on the team now. Uh, you got uh George Hill, Rodney Hood, uh, Joe Ingles is on the team, Derek Favors, you got Joe Johnson. Uh, you know, like I said, there's no Donovan Mitchell. You know, so he was able to win without Donovan Mitchell. So this this is um his first squad here, able to win 50 games with um Gordon Haywood as the uh, the main scorer. Uh, Rudy Goldberg, like I said, George Hill, Rodney Hood. You know, he's able to win 50 games with that squad. You know, the contest is everything, man. So let's just scroll down. We can go down to the next 50 um, point, uh, excuse me, 50 uh, win team, which is two years that he had, 48 the, the year before, and 50 the next one. Let's check out the roster for that year. You know, I'm interested too. This is really my first time looking at this, man. So here goes Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell's finally on the team. So he was able to win without Donovan Mitchell for a few years. You know, here goes Donovan Mitchell, 23 points per game. So this is probably Donovan Mitchell's second year. Um, and you got um Rudy Goldberg, Ingles, uh, Ricky Rubio. You don't even see Gordon Hayward. So Gordon Hayward's already moved on. So he was able to win 50 50 games with another squad. Um, after after his main scorer um moved on. You know, so it just shows that he's able to to change his, his coaching style or change the way that, that he approached the game and still get results to um, to win. Um let's um let's fast forward to um it's a 52 game um season. We we already know that, but let's just look at the at the current team that he just came off of. Uh so he stepped down, he didn't get fired. That's that's something important as well. So the reason why he stepped down, man, because like there's a lot of stuff going on with, with um with the Utah Jazz as far as um, you know, uh you know where you know the direction. I, th- I believe Danny Ainge is their executive now. Let's check out their executive. Uh, their executive um, in Utah. Well, you got Justin Zanik. Uh, is Danny Ainge associated with the team? I thought I saw that. That's something that um that I didn't I didn't really look at, but that's not important. But just look look at the squad here. Donovan Mitchell. You got Rudy Gobert still there. Uh, some of these other guys. You got Bolt, you got Bogdan uh, Bogdanovic. <laughs> I can never get those these guys' names right. You got Mike Conley is involved here. A couple of other players. Jordan Clarkson. So same thing, you're able to get new players, different style of players and whatever, move guys around. Joe Ingles was a starter for them, ended up coming off the bench. Rudy Gates, there you see um Whyside and a couple other guys. Uh, you're able to to um to still mix around y- your players and still able to get results and um, win 49 games. You know, so a, a couple things here. Uh, Eric Prassell is a name that sticks out because um he played for uh, for Golden State. But the reason why Utah ended up getting them is because he basically grew up with Donovan Mitchell. So this is the problem here. They, the, the Utah Jazz are doing the best that they can to try to to try to try get uh, Donovan Mitchell to stay. So um, that might be something that, that Quinn Snyder as a coach is annoyed about, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't blame him because it, once the front office starts to interfere with what's going on in the basketball court, now you can't properly do your job. So now there's, there's a constant distraction now with um, with the way that, 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 um, that, that you coach because the front office is, is uh, focused on trying to appease the star or try to keep the star. So um, you're not winning. The franchise is not focused on winning. They're more focused on, you know, appeasing the star. So, you know, so I kind of I kind of could put my my um my my, my feet in Quentin Snyder's shoes in that, that regard, because if I was coaching, I wouldn't want to be involved in that either. Because what that means is that, you know, you're putting pressure on on on, um, you know, uh, on the franchise and Donovan Mitchell. Now, and if Donovan Mitchell leaves, now what? Now, whatever moves that you make, you're going to be stuck with because you were trying to keep Donovan Mitchell. So um, one thing about Donovan Mitchell is he's on the contract. He's not a free agent. So he has to be traded. You know, he can't, he can't trade himself. You know, so things, things have to happen in order, in order for it to be traded. So, I, you know, if I was him, I wouldn't want to be involved in it either because it's going to be a bad breakup. Uh, if he if he gets traded to the Knicks, which is um, kind of weird, um, the Knicks don't really have anything that you can really necessarily build with. It's going to be like another rebuild, a hard rebuild for Utah. And what coach wants to be a part of that? You know, like like a really hard rebuild where, where you're not going to be winning at all. You know, so Quinn Snyder pulled himself out of that equation. He did say that he still wants to coach. So this is when the, the Knicks come in, right? So um, the Knicks, uh, let's say, you know, Johnny Bryant is is um is is not only the the uh, an assistant coach, he is an associate head coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that's pretty big. So he's a big part of what the Knicks are trying to do on the court. And as you can see from the product, the way the, the way that our our squad plays. That we we, uh, we play a, a kind of offense is just like stagnant. You know, the ball is being dragged down the court by Julius Randle. Um, the the shot clock is a, is like like down in the dumps already. We can't get nothing going. We end up with with um, two guys on one guy on one side, two guys on the next side, and one guy standing in the middle going one on one almost every single time down. Uh, we don't really go on runs unless the Knicks really start running up and down playing defense. And that's when we start really going on runs against teams. But when it comes to offense, we just stagnant. Julius Randle gets the rebound, runs down the court, runs into three straight people, and does it frequently. So that means that's what Tom Thibodeau wants um Julius Randle to do. But Julius Randle just he just not like um he gets frustrated too too much. You know, so putting him in that position is just not a, not a good, not a good idea as a coach. You know, so um, you know, Johnny Bryan on the other hand comes from Snyder. Snyder handpicked him and made him um, basically a, like as a top system when he was in Utah. So you know he was handpicked, you know, by him to to whatever. So whatever offense that Snyder was running, you know, and was successful over multiple 50-point games under different um, leadership, you know, on the, on on the court, he he is a legit basketball coach. He's able to manipulate whoever's on the squad and win. You know, it's course, talent is everything. You know, he, he won with a big score in, um, in Gordon Hayward, and then he went on to win with um, Donovan Mitchell, too. But, you know, he was able to, to mix around the pieces, no matter how many different pieces were were there. He was able to mix around to still win 48 to 50 games, you know, as a head coach. So to me, that that's excellent. You know, so, um, you know, so it, it's, it's just interesting to me. So, you know, a guy like Johnny Bryant, may, maybe um, with the Knicks, he might see a, an opportunity to go to Utah to be the head coach. Now, if I'm Utah, just judging by what was happening with Quinn Snyder, and I'm, quite, I'm I'm quite sure Quinn Snyder, you know, since he didn't um didn't get fired, he just stepped down. I'm quite sure that he might uh, might um recommend to bring back Johnny Bryant to be that head coach. And if I'm if I'm the Utah brass, I think I would be leaning towards um Johnny Bryant because you want to talk about um Terry Slots. I think Terry Slots was like the biggest name that's associated with the Utah job. Now, if, if I'm Utah, I would not hire Terry Slots. He just came from Portland, you know, so he just came from a a, a squad that's like. Same thing. Just they're just trying to do their best to, to keep um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, keep these guys uh, you know, t- uh, together and stuff. You know, so that that I, I don't agree with, you know. So, you know, I, I think if Utah is gonna is gonna want to um to go forward, they're gonna have to bring in, you know, Johnny Bryant. Yeah, man. So um what else we got here? I see State just popped in. He just popped himself in the podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just went in and I see him popping in here and on here. Well let, let me um let me just get this um this thought out of here. So um with this um Tom Thibodeau thing, let, let's let I'm gonna just go with, with Tom Thibodeau and his um his coaching career. Um because he, he was handpicked as well. You know, I with Tom Thibodeau, I don't give a damn who brought him here, you know, to, to tell you the truth. But let's just look at his um his coaching record. Uh this is as an assistant coach. He came in as in Minnesota. All right, so let's do that. Who brought him in, in here into the NBA in um in Minnesota? It was um Bill Musselman. You Know, Muscleman was a freaking trash coach. T- um, 22 uh, win th- that season. Uh, you know, that's not even worth talking about, man. He was bounced around Minnesota, San Antonio. Uh, just keep it going down, down here. Um, San Antonio, uh, was Popovich there? I don't, I don't even believe Popovich was there. No, Terry, uh, Tartanian, uh, uh Tark- I can't even say it. Uh, tar- tar- Tarkanian, excuse me, he was the, the head coach. Then Rex Hughes and John Lucas. So he had a bunch of. Riff raff over there, man. So, so what coaching tree did Tom Thibodeau come from? How did Thibodeau, Tim, Tom Thibodeau get to the point where he's a top where he's a head coach right now? Uh, Philly, I don't even care about, I'm not even gonna look at it. So, the Knicks, he came through as an assistant coach with the Knicks. Uh, we won 57 games under Jeff Van Gundy. So, Jeff Van Gundy brought him in here. The next season, you know, this is when the Knicks started going down 43, uh, after that 27. You know, this whole time he's the assistant coach. We're like losing fifty. We almost lost that year too. That that fifty win um um season, the forty eight, whatever. So this, he was basically here with um with Jeff Van Gundy. So um he ended up getting that coaching um job from Chicago. So let's go to Chicago. Well, he went to Houston with um Jeff Van Gundy as well, and then he went to Boston with with Doc Rivers, as you know. So uh, let's check out his first year at coaching 62 wins such the greatest coach that ever played ever ever coached the game right let's check out the chicago um season uh you know uh, who did he have here uh he, he didn't build the team you know he didn't just take a team from the from the dumps i just want to see the squad that he, that he had uh you know with that 62 wins you know he already had derek rose here derek rose was um was 20 22 years old uh check it out 25 points per game uh Luol Deng, 17 points. Joking Noah was already um doing what he does, um, you know, 10, 10, and 10 doing what he does. Carlos Bulls is 17-9. You know, so he had a, he had a great squad. So it's not something that he that he built. You know, so how the you know, how the fuck did he get this thing? Let's check out the year before. Villy Del Negro, 44 wins. You want to talk about Mark Jackson effect? Vinnie del Negro was the one winning with that with the with the squad before him. You know, he had the same players, whatever. Even before this, the forty-four, um, the forty-one win season. Before that, uh, forty-four wins, you know, Dwayne the Negro was there. So I mean, 62, 62 wins, you know, Scott uh, Skiles was there before. So he gets there and becomes the greatest coach ever. Comes in there, sixty-two wins. Uh, let, let's check out. Um, <laughs> you, you're laughing, right, man? Let, let's um, let me get this again. Let's look at Tom Thibodeau's coaching career again. Uh. here we go Chicago the next year 50 wins the next year 45 uh 48 50 you know and then then he steps down so I mean it's not he went from 62 you know from um you know from the from an inherited squad to basically you know going down right after this year that when he when he left Chicago was dead a- after that you know they were back you know uh they were back into to a losing losing season Fred Hoyberg took over 44 wins 48. they were back into the doldrums again you know so Tom. you know I, I just don't like Tom Thibodeau. You know, I just don't like Tom Thibodeau. So what? What? I you just popped in, you popped yourself in the podcast stage. So what? What you think about what I'm saying here?
1: <laughs> you see, I'm quiet. <laughs> I'm, letting, I'm letting you. I'm letting you talk to guy right now because I don't like it. I don't like him either. I'm watching the. I'm watching the um Celtics and Warriors finals. I'm watching beautiful offenses right now, and I'm watching rarely these guys. I so I'm just thinking about Tom Thibodeau the whole time. I'm thinking about this minority head coach in Udoka who, bring, who brought his team to the finals in his – what, this is his first season? Then I'm looking at another coach. He's not even a minority. But at the same time, Steve Kerr is a damn good coach. Even though he's eating off a of, um, Mark Jackson plate, he still got to set the table regardless. So I'm watching two coaches in the finals running beautiful offenses, adapting, adjustments, everything. Then, while I'm listening to that, I'm listening to you actively shit on our head coach. And he deserves to be at on. I don't understand how people sign on Twitter, sign on any of these apps, and literally say with a straight face or type with a straight damn face and say, Tibbs is a good coach. And then you can't tell me what he does well. I don't respect Tibbs and anything where he did last season and I need to see results this season man playing All right, some- well
0: well the, the topic of the podcast mister is um uh, is the Johnny Bryan and Quentin Snyder thing so know, Johnny Bryan, what do you think about Johnny Bryan going to Utah to me no, Utah well, I would get Johnny Bryan.
1: I'm gonna go a different route if Johnny goes to Utah Tibbs would be fired faster. So, so if you want, to am saying saw,
0: I would rather for right to today I would rather fire Tom Thibodeau and put Quinn Snyder here to be the head coach. I would to tell you the truth.
1: I would too. And um, listen, if Johnny Bryan goes, like it was a lot of reports saying that Johnny Bryan was one of the people that held the locker room together. Um, with and remember we lost Kenny Payne a couple weeks ago as well. Mike so Woodson we, too. I mentioned that as well. And, uh, Mike Woodson went to
0: Indiana, and um, and Mike Payne went to Louisville. So these so, guys went on to bigger and better things as far as coaching wise. Johnny Bryant could do the same thing. He could leave and go to bigger and better things for for his own self, you know. Yeah, so where does I leave the Knicks now? Knicks got uh, Rick Brunson as because um, Rick Brunson, if you want to talk about Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau brought Rick Brunson over in Minnesota to be one of his top assistants, you know. So the 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 power struggle is different now. So now Johnny Bryant has a reason to leave because he brought Rick Brunson in. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: I, I don't understand what the Knicks are doing. Um, Rick Brunson, cool, but I'm not paying your son $125 million. And And um, I just hope he brings that five-hour offense over to the Knicks. Um, I hope that somebody Tibbs will listen to, because obviously he ain't listening to none of his damn assistant coaches. If all of them are leaving, it's sad to see that um, three black men who I know these guys look up to as, like, uncles and stuff, they left our team, but obviously that's good business. If those guys want to get job opportunities that's better than what they're doing now, by all means, go get them. But at the same time, that's, it, it scares me because now if we start to implode next season, who's going to keep the locker room together? Because who the hell going to look at Rick Brunson besides Tom Thibodeau? Because you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, Leon Rose, he got he to gotta get this together because I don't want no team that's predominantly what Tibbs say. Because you ain't going to win shit. You're not winning. You're not going It's evidence. It's a decade of evidence. Since 2011, the man inherited a team. That's why I love that point about what you said. And he inherited Derrick Rose. It's not like he growthed that talent. He inherited it. So, you know, he got Minnesota. Minnesota Zach Levine tears his ACL. He trades the boy for Jimmy Butler tries to get the magical fourth seed, and fails, gets bounced out the first round, and he gets fired, and it takes his team four years to rebuild all over again. So, I I mean, people love Tibbs. I don't know why. I I don't see the positives in bringing him back next season. He's some 64-year-old fat white man that I got to keep looking at who screams all damn day. And I'm kind of tired of looking at his face. I'm tired of hearing his voice, and I'm tired of people defending him. He did a poor job last year.
0: Yeah, and then like when, once he leaves, he leaves the franchise in worse shape than he, than he did when, when he um when he first came on. Well, I will I will give Tom Thibodeau a little credit because you mentioned the Boston head coach. You know, th- once some a time, Tom Thibodeau was that guy. Tom Thibodeau did win sixty two games on, in his debut, but um as time goes on, it just, it just shows that it, that was just lightning in the bottle, and he's still been been um been eaten off of that, you know, since he's been eaten off of being uh, Jeff Van Gunny assistant. Be eating off of that Boston um, championship, and he even eating off that 62 um, game game season that he had with Chicago. You know, so you know it, it, it is what it is, man. That that happens in, in um in basketball and sports and stuff like that. But um right now it's just exposed it's exposure time. You know, like you know Tom Thibodeau, his offense. We we have um two what like two years worth of it already now. We already know what, what we're dealing with with this guy. Um, you know it it is what it is. We 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 at a crossroads, like you said. It's a very important offseason.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very important, man, because I, I don't know what's going to happen this offseason. I just hope that the Knicks get the ship together because uh, we've been conservative past two years. And this is the offseason where I need them to be aggressive. Like, I, I don't want to hear about a trade back. I want to hear about a trade up. Uh, I don't want to hear about, oh, um we looked at all the options this off season at point guard and we've decided to just go another route. Okay. That other route better be starting quickly. <laughs> Cause I'm done with the the whole, you know, I want continuity. Fuck your continuity. Your continuity only mattered when the season that COVID. So I, well check
0: it. If Johnny Bryan does go to Utah and we ended up with Rick Brunson as the main assistant, because we, we lost two big assistants. That's yeah. we lost Kenny Payne and, and Woodson. So those, those are two spots that need to be filled in the coaches that if they choose to do that. Um yeah. Rick Brunson was only the first one, he was the first one. Um thing. So if if Johnny leaves, then he has to bring somebody else in. This is all gonna be Tom Thibodeau's guys. So now once you got Tom Thibodeau's guys in, and now the, the front office now you can't be playing this game where we're still gonna be um trading back and making minimal um you know improvements to the roster and this type of thing you know tom thibodeau's here man we we're wasting our time with this guy You know, he like he's only going to play a certain way he wants he he doesn't want um rookie guys to, to, to coach he wants veteran guys that already know how to play you know to that so so that he can um impl- implement his defense and let the um the the elder statement do what they do you know that, that's essentially what he wants to do so it's going to put us in a, in a disadvantage in my opinion going going forward we, we would have to shift the way that we do things and that the front office are trying to do both they're trying to uh, preserve the future and build the future and, they, and they're trying to win now nah. so i mean with tom Thibodeau as the coach i feel like you can't do that i feel like we're just stuck like with that
1: we'll see because it can be it, I, we'll see because next season I, I would like to see at least a lot of them young guys uh mm-hmm. Playing basketball on the court. I don't want to see vets. I don't I don't care to see vets. We're not winning no damn championship no time soon. You're watching the same finals games as me. <laughs> I'm looking at these guys and we're like still like two years away, bro. We're like two, two, three years away.
0: I, and- I don't know if we're two years away because cause I mean we beat both teams, you know. You know, we we, we were able to compete with both teams. You know, the, the problem is is the coach. Our our coach, if we had a better coach. You know, getting these guys in the right spots, and I think I think we we would have been in a better spot. We would have made the playoffs legitly if if um if we had a better coaching. Let's say if we had Quinn Snyder instead of Tom Thibodeau this year, we would have made the playoffs with the same with the same squad that we have. There, we would have made the playoffs if we had Quinn Snyder.
1: Yeah, because Quinn Quinn Snyder would see Alec Burks ain't cutting at point guard, and he'll try somebody else. He would have um, never put him at point guard because he already had him on the on the.
0: On the I think he had him on a roster on on Utah at one at one point in the beginning.
1: He did. He did. You know, what I'm so he already
0: know that Alec Burks can't play, can't play, play point guard. You know, all the whole game. You know, and he's not gonna disrespect Walker and these type of things. You know, so I mean, he would, he would take advantage of of the players that that is on the roster. He would use the guys. Um, if you want to talk about a, a point guard that's like um like passes prime, um, freaking Mike Conley. You know, he got Mike Mike Conley over there. You know, he would have done something with Walker. You know, because Mike Conley ain't guarding nobody no more. I'm, I'm not nobody afraid of of Mike Conley. I don't know if anybody ever was afraid of Mike Conley. He was good at one point, you know. But at this point in his career, he's on the downside of his career. Ain't nobody afraid of, of him. But he was able to to um, use him, Conley in 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 the offense, right So I think he would have he would have used Walker, uh, you know, differently. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have just had a better roster of uh, Fournier and all this. We would have it would have been mm-hmm. so much better, in my opinion, if we had um, Schneider instead of Tom.
1: Nah, that's true. I mean, hey, man, you watch it. And we need we need some more talent too. More wings preferably, but that that tips factor is a big factor, man. So I'm just praying and hoping that Johnny Bryant does not leave because if he does, it's gonna be more kinks in the armor. It's gonna be it, it, if Johnny Bryant leaves and let let's say if Johnny Bryant leaves, the Knicks stay at eleven, we don't trade Randall and we bring back the same set roster for next season. Uh,
0: and we don't have Johnny Bryant?
1: And we don't have Johnny Bryant. You know yeah, I mean, listen, the
0: first line that Mike Johnson said, holding the youngest accountable, you know, I don't know about holding Tibbs accountable because because uh, if he did, then Tom Thibodeau would have won, you know, if, if he was um, holding Tibbs accountable. Uh, Tibbs didn't really didn't start um, opening the offense until the um, young guys, there was no choice but to play the young guys. You know, and I wouldn't say that Tom Thibodeau, changed his offense it's just that uh, he just let the young guys go yeah at that point you know there's nothing he can really do
1: yeah he well who else was he gonna play G Leaguers he had no choice but to play those young guys and plus the season he he kept pumping that yo remember these dudes was pumping that oh we're not out of it until we're out of it and we was literally like 25 and 38 and me and you sitting here damn near every podcast like yo why are we even talking about playoffs man let's talk about this lottery pick man because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like little stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't need you to lie to sell us bullshit, man. Somebody got to hold Tibbs accountable for next season. If not, he needs to be. If not, him and Leon Rose needs to go. Because Leon Rose is running some type of Ponzi scheme. I don't know what he doing. He just hiring his boys. He just
0: want uh, to. That- if he hired Rick Brunson, then, then that means that that, that, that the, the front office is, is just allowing Tom Thibodeau to, to do him. And that to me, that that's um that's that's kind of fucked up a little bit because we we already arguing with the dude, you know. There's already internal arguments about how uh, of certain players are how we use certain players, and then he goes and get his um was allowed to to hire his own, you know, his guy Rick Brunson. That's like sins from the past because Rick Brunson, what was the bum on the bench that Tom Thibodeau used to um used to get beers with after the game when he was younger, you know? That's Rick Brunson basically, you know. Rick Brunson, he he was um the third string point guard, never got no burn unless somebody was hurt, you know what I'm saying? He was terrible. You know, and he was hanging out with Tom Thibodeau back in those days, back in the early nine in the early nineties and beginning of the 2000s when the Knicks were terrible. You know? So I mean, I don't know, man. Uh,
1: uh, I don't know how, how you go go up from that point. Listen, listen man, Leon Rowe, I I, don't, I have no problem with our players at the moment. I think the roster can be fixed easily. My I, I think I'm just looking at Tom uh-huh. Thibodeau, man. These playoffs i've been I think we've all been spoiled of two straight months of beautiful basketball um not a lot of ball hogging functional defenses switching, you know stuff we're not used to superstars you no know, start point guards and stuff so we are gonna see, man. I, I need those. I need Leon Rose to do something to Well,
0: I mean, I mean, look at a, look at a guy like um, what what's the dude um that that was on Minnesota, um that's on Golden State now. What's the name? Wiggins. Wiggins. We yeah, Wiggins. This. Yeah, there, there was a point where nobody wanted Wiggins for nothing. We would say, oh, we could trade for Wiggins. People would say, yo, get the fuck out of here. Wiggins ain't shit. Now Wiggins is in the finals. Now everybody's talking about talking about how good these guys are. You know, you know what I'm saying? It, it has to do with with situation. You know, playing with other other good players. You know, uh, different coaching and stuff like that. So I, you know, it, it just comes down to that. And like the roster, like I, I just don't agree with with you about like getting the roster better. Because I mean, Fournier is a good player. Julius Randle is a good player. Um, RJ you know, uh, is, is a good player. You know, Mitch is is a good player. You know, we have guys on on the roster that that are, that are good enough to to win with with the squad here. We got enough enough players to to, to win. You know, it, it's it's the coach. You know, we, we don't have superstar players, but we have talent enough to get us to the playoffs we do you know we we shouldn't be like the 11th seed you know you know we we should not be the 11th seed we should be in the playoffs
1: yeah Nick should be in the playoffs I I don't know what Tibbs was thinking last season man and you know God bless Johnny Bryant man if he if he moves on to Utah I'm praying to God that he doesn't but if he moves on to Utah um God bless him and you know Utah is going to keep Donovan Mitchell um I think that's the play uh
0: Here's the thing too. Here's the thing too. Utah. Utah has Donovan Mitchell on the contract. He's not a free agent, right? He's, he's mm-hmm. on the contract, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so he has. He, he has to come back to to um, Utah. I mean, it could cause a rift where Donovan Mitchell is not in agreement with them. You know, but at, at the same time, Utah don't have to trade him to the Knicks. You know, Utah you know. don't have to trade him anywhere unless yep. unless the situation becomes so toxic where you got get, got to get rid of Donovan Mitchell. And I don't think Donovan Mitchell's that guy that's going to create like a riff on the team and all that just because he doesn't want to be there i don't think that's gonna happen
1: yeah i don't either he doesn't seem like he doesn't have that james harden personality that's uh so i think it would be like utah would have to want to trade him i don't right. think you gotta like really like ask out like y'all yeah, i, I want to leave and we we argued about it already right but
0: julius randall in, in a trade for donovan mitchell would utah do that
1: if I'm Utah uh, and you offering me Randall, you're not trying to offer me RJ. If you're giving me Randall, I want Quickly. I want Reddish. I want three first round picks. I want Alec Burks back too. Right. I want those four players and I want three first round picks. And I want two of your first round picks to be unprotected for sure. Right. So, I mean, are you doing it? Am I doing it? Yeah. But at the same time, What am I – like, what's my purpose? Right. What's my purpose? I don't think – I don't think RJ is good enough yet. Like, I I don't think he's good enough yet for my team to make that type of move. If I thought RJ was a superstar – like, if he had a Luka Doncic second season or d Way's second season, third season, like, one of those type of second and third seasons, I would say, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all, all in. But at the same time, after watching playoffs – Get the to cause the pause, and then you look at your team. You like, well, take a, take a look at it from from Utah's
0: perspective too. Like they already have Donovan Mitchell on the contract; they don't have to trade him, you know. So they want they they already in this mold that they want to keep him happy, right? So what if they do keep him happy? What if they say, okay, listen, you don't like Rudy Gobert, we're gonna get rid of Rudy Gobert. You know, we'll we'll trade Rudy Gobert and maybe somebody else to try to get somebody else here, you know, to win. You know, then then um, what, what what do you think about that? because I, I think I think if I'm Utah the way that they've been acting towards um Donovan Mitchell I think that they would be more inclined to try to do that make the team better around him rather than trade him away you know
1: I mean how like this is the problem when you got like guys like Donovan Mitchell and guys like Luka Doncic when you get those guys early and they're like special out the gate it's kind of hard to build around those guys like because all of those pieces that's around them is not really other high lottery picks. So when you look at a guy like Luca, and he's on the court, and you're on the court with like two late first-round picks, two second-round picks, a a vet you don't know of, it's, it's kind of hard. Donovan Mitchell, what lottery picks is on his roster right now that's in that starting file right now that can help him right now? How, how has Utah been drafting to help that guy out over these past few years it's been horrible that goes along with team building so it's kind of tough when you get a guy you draft a guy and out the gate oh god robert williams is hurt and out the gate that guy is 20 points per 20 points per out the gate so i mean it's gonna be hard yo i don't want yo. i'm a team and i'm looking at utah roster i don't want none of those bums I don't know, dude. you go up Royce O'Neill, you go fuck yourself. bogon <laughs> you kick a rock. Hassan White. Woody well,
0: Goldberg is the only one, but he makes 40 something mil.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so I mean, you know, what do you do there? How do how do you make this? How do you make Utah better? So I mean Utah is kind of fucked either way. If they, if they if they try to make the attempt to, to make the roster better around um you know, this guy, Donovan Mitchell, you know, they're going to be screwed. And if they trade him, they're going to be screwed, too. So, they between a rock and a hard place. And that's probably why Johnny Bryant – I mean, not Johnny Bryant, um, Quinn Snyder stepped down.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Because when you when you look at the roster, it's like, okay, you could trade Gobert. But what are you trading him for, right? So, if I'm trading Gobert, I'll trade him to a team like Detroit. And i try to get a guy like Sadiq Bay. <laughs> that's the best shit. <laughs> that's what you got. That, that, that's what you got from Rudy Gobert. And then if you try to trade Don, you trade Donovan Mitchell. I'm instantly tanking the following season. So that's why if I was Utah, I would trade him this off. I would trade Donovan and Rudy Gobert this offseason, season, and I would start over for the high school draft in 2023. That's what well,
0: I would do. Well, check this. Uh, you know Rudy Gobert is on is on the roster. So what if what if um they decide to keep Donovan Mitchell in the Knicks? Next- uh, and they offer uh, Rudy Goldberg to the Knicks. What do, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I offer them a, a good fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate that. I don't hate Randall that much, brother.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the trade would start with him. I'm but, you good. know, Rudy Goldberg makes a lot of bread, man. Last year, he made 35, 38, 41, 43, and he tops off at oh 46. Goodness. Lord have mercy.
1: Yo, you never pay a center that much money. Who cannot space the floor? If he can't space the floor, you cannot pay him that money.
0: Well, I don't care about the space in the floor because there ain't much centers that could space the floor. If, if he can't score twenty points, I, then you don't give no center that much that much bread
1: at That's all. So, with space in the floor,
0: just a score at all? Because, like I said, there's no centers out there to space the floor outside of um, was Caroline Anthony Towns. You all the
1: of them space the floor now, bro. <laughs> yeah, but
0: not, not at the level. Not at forty-six million dollar level. Not at that level. <laughs> Space to four 46 million dollars. Anybody on Utah or, or Golden State space to fall for 46 million at <laughs> center? No, 38 to 46 million.
1: Oh, god, that's a lot of money, man.
0: Yeah, the oh. only person at that level is <laughs> in any Towns that, that would
1: possibly command that much money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cat Prime Demarcus Cousins. I'm not in pay, I'm not paying him be the max. Um. Jokic, he's worth that bread. Yeah, it's only a few guys. I think Evan Mobley going to be worth that bread, too.
0: Yeah, he might be, but, you know, it's only if you have a time machine. Just like a guess, you know. He, but he can shoot the three, like, like you said. So, I mean, that's the future. They probably will be, you know, the, the $30 million now is going to be worth $40 million later. You know, the, the the top players are making 30-something now. You know, those top players, they're all going to be making 40,
1: you know, yeah. like in a couple of years. So, so the Read this. Read this. Here's what kills me about fucking comments like this, right? We're made for not nah, Tibbs mixing sets. They just get yo man I watched every fucking game from last season. I watched some of those games twice. Some of those games three times. What sets, bro? Because I know three plays from the Knicks right now. I can scream out the edge. I right that low hot pick, hot pick, pop, pick post. With Randall, when he does one pick and roll at the top of the key, it's an ISO. That little double screen with Evan Fournier come around that little bum ass double screen. Like, come, yeah, bro. Don't tell me about two
0: man game with him and Julius Randall. I mean, Fournier Julius Randall. You know, outside of that, what else did we do? We don't do none of that stuff. We have we we talking about? We ain't got a point guard. We got Kemba Walker. You know. Uh, you know whoever else that we had to play point guard, but he chose to put Alec Burks. But we had other guys and we never ran pick and roll. And we got Julius Randle, mitch Robinson, and and um, um, Obi Toppin, um, all dunk and dunk and layup threats. And we never ran pick and roll with any of those guys.
1: Well, May, well, yeah, May 4th, you could go, yo. I don't know what where y'all, I don't know what y'all, a lot of y'all fans be seeing when y'all be watching these games. You could go, you could shit your family, don't shit me. Tim's what? offense is trash.
0: <laughs> well, you know, to 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 make a point, with what what they're trying to say is that like if you like you would just mention it before the talent and this and the other you see in the playoffs, you know, so so I mean, if you have a certain amount of talent, no matter how shitty the plays are, if the talent is there and the talent works, then 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 it's then it's gonna look look great, you know what I'm saying? But but Tom Thibodeau, you know, is is running the same plays, basic plays that every team runs, you know. But it's it's about getting the the right plays for the team that you have in front of you you know not just throwing stuff out there and saving that one special play for that for that time that that, that you that when you were in the knicks and, and as an assistant coach and you was waiting for that special moment to use your special play you know that, that that's not how you win basketball games man you don't win basketball games like that holding on to stuff you know and and waiting until later I'll, I'll use this later you know or, or yeah. when we have this or Bullshit. Team, this you know come on man you
1: know Yo. You gotta, what, you gotta yeah,
0: attack your roster. You have to attack the other team, man.
1: Yo, what game was it when me and you said, "Yo, the tips just run five straight isos for Allen Burks"? What game was that, bro? he's he, he ran five straight isos and we completely lost the lead. And it's, your it's, um, talking about he runs sets. I
0: think it was when um, one of the games that Julius Randle didn't play. One of one of them that he didn't play. Like we, we were playing so good with, with, with quickly and stuff like that. They took quickly, I, I don't know if he took quickly out or whatever, but as soon as Alec Burke came in, it was like five straight ISO plays, five straight down there. the same play that we ran for Julius Randle. We ran it for for um for Alec Burke like five straight times. Post-ups. You know what I'm saying? Alec Burke was 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 posting up. Like, what the fuck? You know, I don't think Alec Burke has ever did that in his whole career. We had a running the running down the court and setting his own post up play. Like, the same way that Julius Randle does. So, I mean, it, it's just a testament to how ridiculous Tom Thibodeau is is running running on um, um, basketball teams, man.
1: Yeah, wasn't, wasn't this one of the biggest questions me and you asked from this past season? Why doesn't RJ and Julius Randle run pick and rolls together? I don't care if they're both left-hand dominant. You don't want to pick and roll between those two on the left side of the floor? Questionable. I need to go look at the numbers and see how many two-man sets – R.J. Barrett, specifically R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle-Rain. Because the only time I see them two run sets is when R.J. Barrett's bringing up the ball and Randle's calling for an iso. Literally just calling for the ball. So I don't well, he's know. This
0: calling. He's calling for the ball because that's what Tom Thibodeau wants him to do. Because like, if you're a coach and this is happening and you don't want it to happen, boom, timeout. You know what I'm saying? And then you get in these guys and say, listen, we're not doing this. We're doing this. You know, I want you guys to run that. But no, that happens so many times. That's what Tom Thibodeau wants them to do. You know, so I, it's it's just horrible, man. It's it's horrible to to watch and stuff. But I mean, you know, we're we're gonna be in for for a rude awakening now if um if Johnny Bryan goes to Utah, you know, and then you know, we're just gonna be in a rude awakening because now you know Tom Thibodeau got Rick Brunson. No telling else who he's gonna bring over here, you know, to be that extra assistant for him. And now now we're stuck with this offense. And now he got his peoples that are gonna be agreeing with him, you know, you know, and like the the voice is gonna be so strong in the locker room. And that that's going to be against what the front office is doing, and it's going to be against the players. It's potential to cause like like a rift in in like a, a three level rift. They got the a players mutiny. with each other, yeah, a mutiny with the players and the coaches, and then the coaches and the front office. Everybody's going to be fighting each other. You know, that's that's the potential that 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 um that, that we, we could be we could be in trouble.
1: Yes, yeah, man. So yo, and if Johnny Bryan leaves, that's more on Tibs to win. He has to win. Next season, he can't even start off the season slow. Like he can't start off the season five and five. I'm gonna call for his job. I'm already calling for his job. Wait,
0: yo, he can't say nothing like like I'm trying to figure out or oh, nah. we have to see or oh, we gonna try. No
1: no, 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 no way, no way, no, none of that bullshit. Nah, he he been feeding us that bullshit two years straight, man. The only reason why people fed into that bullshit. The season before this past one is because we was winning you know when you're winning the kool-aid tastes sweeter but when you're losing it shit tastes better <laughs> and we was we yo we, lost, we won one game in february one game that felt fizzdale like and we all knew fizzdale was tanking so
0: Yo, man, how many games did we win that? Um, when we made the um, well, I mean, you can't base it on the 82 games because it was the COVID thing, but but we 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 were a fourth seed, and then he goes from a fourth seed, which is the pinnacle, and then drops off the off the uh off the board. Same thing that happened with with the um Chicago 62 wins his first year, and then 50 50, whatever. Only he's only getting 50 and 48 and all those 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 things because of the talent. You know, what I'm saying if it was a different coach there, then then it would, it would maybe they wouldn't win a championship over there if they had a different coach.
1: I go another round. I go another route. The teams that he has get burnt out by year three or four. So that's the reason why you see a lot of his teams get less wins per year. Because they always burnt out.
0: Yeah. Um, Joe Noah was done when he left Chicago. He was <laughs> done. The guy was taking steroids, illegal steroids off the, the black market and shit, trying to get back for the Knicks, you know, because you know, he was so burnt out, you know.
1: Yeah, it's, Derek it's, Rose's
0: it's, career was, was almost destroyed. Luau Dang signed a contract and never really played off that contract. Ended up, you know, being in the bottom bench in Minnesota. Bottom of the bench of the Lakers, never played for mad years because of what, what happened during his um, Chicago tenure. Just destroyed yeah. his body. You know, his legs and stuff. Can't even get back on the basketball court. It's
1: is scary man. It's a scary man, man. Look at these offenses running flare screens, drag pick and rolls, multiple passes, everybody's hustling for the ball, diving for the ball. Where the fuck was Julius at last season, man? This shit is crazy how talented he is, man. 2010 and 5. Yeah, and nothing. Nobody's getting cursed out. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know why? How come Phoenix is not in the finals? Because um, um, what's the name that had to curse players out? He had to curse, um, you know, the guy that we've been talking about. You know, um, you know, what what's the, um, what's the center front,
1: from? Oh, oh oh yeah, he told A and he
0: told A he quit on the team. Yeah, he was he was he was blatantly cursing him out on the on the side when you could see it on TV. You could see him cursing him out, you could see other players patting him and stuff. So they had a problem there. Look at look at Philadelphia with with Doc Gooden, not Doc Gooden. Doc Rivers and freaking um, you know, Embiid and and um and uh what's the name? Uh Harden. You know, they had the issues there too, they all pointing the finger at, at each other. You know, you know what I'm saying? They have to yell at guys to get guys motivated to play. They got all the talent in the world. How come they're not in the finals? Those two teams, Phoenix and Philly, should be in the finals. But the reason why they're not is because there's no there's no um, rift. There's nobody cursing nobody else. Everybody's just playing basketball. They're playing for each other. Everybody's playing for each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really com- – like these, these two teams, Celtics and Warriors, nobody really complains to the refs like that. But you can see on the court the everybody talking, the defensive leadership. You see Draymond talking every play. Like it's it's just a a, a whole different extra Like I'm like, I asked my coworker this yesterday. And I say, yo, if you had I'm like, yo, you see our vets, right? You see how oh, we got bum ass vets. So you replace Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, and I say Kimber Walker. I'm like, yo, give me four random vets right now, yo. Give me four vets: Gordon Hayward, fucking mm. Demarcus Cousins, Patrick Beverly, or something like that. Just better vets, period. Would our team have one more games? And he was like, yeah, yo. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you see, you got a starting five, you got Alec Burks and Evan Fournier, and you're starting backcourt, and you're trying to tell Julius Randle. To play more, better defense or Mitchell Robinson to cover for three motherfuckers or RJ Barrett, a 21 year old, to guard the other team's best player. This is the result you get. This is that exactly stress. For you.
0: It's stress. Nobody's having fun.
1: None. Nobody's having any fun.
0: That That's why Philly's not in the finals. That's why Phoenix is not in the finals. You know, we're, yeah. Bo- we're Boston and, and Golden State, there's no fighting. Everybody's playing for each other. That they, 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 If they're fighting, they're fighting the other team. You know, you know, what I'm saying that they're not trying to. Hey, man, come on, man, we got to do this. You, you, these guys, you're never gonna see that. You're never gonna see that unless they're, unless they're losing. At this point, they get to the finals and they, they might. they you know, in the game seven. All right, listen, man, we've done this before. We we that's that's when those those um those um talks happen. These other teams that they, they, they were doing this stuff in, in the middle of the season. You know, you know, so I mean, you know, the, the Knicks are Knicks are, that well. You know, to be positive, bring it positive. You know, Tom Thibodeau is hiring um his own coaches now. You know, so maybe the Knicks are, are giving Tom Thibodeau more more um, leeway and stuff, and they're gonna try to cater to him and get him his guys here. So hopefully, that if he had his guys, he'll be able to, you know, um, you know, get get the offense together, get what he wants implemented. You know, I'm just saying this. You you have to play the other the other part too. His you know, so guys maybe- is
1: here already. He he got his guys here already. I don't I don't want him. he don't he got enough guys here. You got Ob. You got quickly. You got Randall. Audrey. You got no, I'm talking about coaching. His coaching oh, staff.
0: Coaching. Yeah, his coaches that he didn't bring any of these guys here. You know, most of the guys he got, the, they got to the do from from OKC to do from um Cleveland. You know, to do from Brooklyn. You know, so I don't think these are guys that they they all in the coaching circles. I don't think this is these are Tom Thibodeau's guys. I think uh you know a lot of these guys, Leon Rose was um you know Johnny Bryan was John, Leon Rose's guy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you know I think this is just uh, like like the front office. Doing their best job trying to get basketball minds in, in the in the organization, but I don't think Tom Thibodeau had really a say so much in in bringing his his guys and his philosophy here. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, rightfully, rightfully so. Um, think about it like this: like imagine a guy like Tibbs, and he got another guy like Mike Woodson, who was the previous head coach of the year for the Knicks. You see how much. If Mike Woodson says something to Tibbs, Tibbs is going to hear Mike Woodson out. It's all about respect. So yeah, yeah. if Rick Brunson says something to Tibbs, he's going to hear him out. It's about respect. But my my thing is, will they kiss his ass too much? Like, will somebody hold Tibbs accountable? Because that's what I'm looking for. That, that stuff we were subjected to last season, I don't want to have those same... Combo's with you next season. I'm automatically ignoring that combo, and we could go right to just saying, "Yo, let's fire the coach, man. Let's get this fucking guy out of here. Because I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about RJ Barrett's development, or we're looking at an offense and he's not in his spots where he needs to be. I'm looking straight at the coach, man.
0: At this point, there's no development. I'm not talking about no nah. development anymore. No Ain't nobody nah, developing nah. in our squad no more. Four or five years on the, on the team. If we if yeah, we man. sign Mitchell Robinson, his fifth year, it ain't no development no, no more,
1: bro. No, no, no.
0: You know, nah. like um, what's the name? R.J. is in his fourth year. Ain't no developing no more, nah, man. No, no,
1: no. No, The only person who gets the developmental treatment is Quentin Grimes. That's only because he's a sophomore in our twenty eleven our eleventh pick overall this year. Besides those two guys and probably Jericho Sims and Deuce McBride. Besides those guys, yo, the rest of those dudes on the team, I want to fucking hear about development, man. Quickly, I'll probably give him a pass some nights because he a 30-year player, but at the same time, did I give RJ a pass? Not really. So,
0: Nah, I'm, I'm not giving nobody's passes, man. These guys are like 20-something years old. They're not 19-year-olds. You know, they're not 19-year-olds. I, I give my son a pass if he piss on himself in the bed. You know what I'm saying? But if, but if he's 25 and he pees in my bed. You know what I'm saying, You got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got to get a job or something, man. You ain't gonna be pissing up on the on the the room, you know, smelling like the Lion King up in up in the room all night long. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you get what I'm saying? It's you know extreme, you know, you know analogy there, but it's it's kind of the same thing. It's like you know, these guys are old. Are old they're, they're, they're old vets. You know, they they've been through the ringer. This this guy um. Uh, the you guys you said Quentin, Quentin Grimes, he played for um Kansas and then he had a red shirt, went to um uh, not red shirt, he Houston. was a transfer and then went to Houston. So, I mean, you paid your dues in his, in his thing, you know. So, you're done, you don't had enough uh, um, history, all American, you know, Matt McDonald's, all American. I don't want to hear about no development with you, fam. You know, it, it's it's play, let's let's play. You're here, let's
1: play. Uh, so I hope, I hope, yeah, listen, man, May 4th, man. I don't care about sim shoulders man he ain't playing until march 2023
0: bro well that's the next thing i wanted to add to that but i i couldn't down i couldn't get the um the video up before mm-hmm. nine because i got distracted but anyway you saw the workout video right with um julius randall uh jericho sims and um what's that karan um Farron mm-hmm. hunt
1: yes you've seen it right no i did not see that video yeah i will right now matter of fact
0: you didn't see the video Mm-mm. so now i wish i would have downloaded on, on the thing but um, anyway, they 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 were just working out, you know. So everybody like on oh, Twitter. You're not on Twitter now, but you know, I'm quite sure you got your ghost account. You, you're watching and shit. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, like talking the about car. the abs. Look look at Julius Randle's abs. He's working. Like man, what is this like some kind of like like um like gay porn um site now? Every every summer with these workouts. Who cares? These guys are supposed to work out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, look, if you if you want to see something, I can take my shirt off right now, and you guys will see my tits. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't work out like them because I'm not a professional basketball player. You know, you know what I'm saying. I, I do a podcast. You want to see my vocal cords? you know what I'm saying. You want to, <laughs> let me to stick my tongue out so you can see my tongue out? Oh wow, look how his tongue is moving around in there. You know, you know what I'm saying. that's like it's ridiculous. Like workout videos. These motherfuckers are supposed to work out. You know, like like Curry is the greatest shooter ever. You don't think that he'd be working out? And you know, I'm what the fuck, man? What what's going on here? Like I'm tired of that shit. That shit is so fucking annoying with that working out stuff.
1: See, yo, listen, Allen Iverson never worked out, yo.
0: <laughs> that, I, totally I, I still totally. could, could still jump, knee um, with freaking balls, or you know, tickling your, fore, your forehead when when he dunks the basketball. Man, come on! You yeah, think yeah. he ain't working out though?
1: Damn, the Warriors is cutting these boys up right now. You, you don't play at the highest level it, of basketball and you don't work out. Uh, not that's true. My thing about Randall is, it's interesting how he bring, he puts out a fucking workout video this summer, right? But the summer he got paid, you ain't see no body pics from this motherfucker. So, and and it was reported that he came in and he was out of shape. I'm done with the whole random shit, man. I don't care if he worked out. He he look he got the body of a Greek god. He's strong as hell, but got the mental got the mental of a worm. So I don't even I don't care. I don't care. I, 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 don't, I still want him gone because I want to see Obi Toppin play. I'm ready to see. Obi Top and shout out to Obi Toppin too, because Obi Toppin today was in Forster projects. He was in the Kingdom at a Kingdom game. He was with his father, and he was actually on on live on Instagram, um, showing showing the game and stuff. And Obi Toppin, I believe, is one of the um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think he's like a a sponsor for the um the Kingdom games. Now is like EBC is a part of Rucker Park and all of that. So shout outs to Obi Toppin, man. So shout outs to Obi Toppin. He was definitely in the hood, he was definitely in Harlem today, man. That's my boy, man. Send that boy Randall back to fucking Texas, man. Yo,
0: man, Obi Toppin. I was in the hood today, too. You know what I'm saying? I was in the hood today too. Ain't no ain't no bitches came out. Ain't nobody threw no floppers at <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't get no accolades. I was walking through the hood today too. You know, all week I was I was in East New York all uh, for like I was in East New York. Now but I've been I've been actually working in East New York for like two three weeks. I've been in the hood. Ain't nobody ain't no bitches came out for me. Ain't, ain't nobody um throwing flowers on my feet. You know what I'm saying? So my my thing is like, bro, play basketball, fam. You know, I like like to to me like what, when you see him at the kingdom. So what? I, I was in the kingdom the other day. That's too long ago. I, I was in the area. You know what I'm saying? Like like the the summer basketballs there. I'm gonna be at West Forth all the time wearing. Uh, wearing one of these hats, okay. So if you see somebody wearing this hats, so a fat Spanish motherfucker sitting in the stool, you know that's me. Okay, I'm gonna be at West Forbes. I'm gonna be at at Gershwin a lot, you know. Th- this summer, you know, especially Gershwin. I'm gonna be at Gershwin a lot this summer, you know. So, so I mean, you know, I'm gonna be out there. Ain't no bitches coming out for me, you know. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, yeah. get out there, and get get it in,
1: man. I, that motherfucking need i hope he play i hope he's in the gym right now man talking about he want to be you want to be in foster projects and shit you know, his ass better be in the gym right now yo
0: yo here's my advice for for OB Toppin. stay mm-hmm. the fuck out of foster projects fam okay <laughs> you're an nba basketball player you know, you know what i'm saying you're your nba basketball player stay out of that stay stay out of the um the the hood man nah i it is police Man, hey, police. And man, the here. police ain't trying to get involved in nothing. The motherfuckers ain't trying to do nothing no more. Now, I, can walk, I can walk, I can walk and I can walk through a school zone with my, with my dick in my hand and a, and a cop can walk right past me and they ain't gonna say nothing to me. Nothing's <laughs> gonna happen. These these cops ain't, ain't doing it like they used to. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of issues in the, in New York City right now. But you know, oh, man. anyway, man, these these guys gotta get it, gotta get it in. You know, I, I, I you know, these guys, you know, they like to watch basketball and be involved in, in the community in their spare time. Well, listen, man. You know, I I, I want to see these guys. I, I want to see them playing pro am tournaments. You know, I, I want to see these guys getting busy, man. Play yeah.
1: basketball. Play basketball. Yo, and get better, fam. I, I was kind of mad that he wasn't playing, though. That's why I, <laughs> I, I was kind of annoyed. And yo, the, the biggest thing for me, I would love to see RJ Barry, one of those boys, pull up to um Dykeman just to play, just to just to get a feel of the city and like connect to the city. Like I, I don't see no. I don't see enough Nick players no more. Like growing up, it was damn near Nick player every other summer coming to coming to EBC, coming to Rucker park. I remember Jamal Crawford pulled up, he pulled up to he pulled up to the Rocket and Dykeman that same summer. So yeah. I, I would like to see that more. I would like to yeah. see my just my Nick players just trying to get better like every day, but also connecting with the community. And motherfucker, you forced the projects, Obi Toppin. Did you call Mo Bomber? Because <laughs> Mitchell Robinson. Because I'm still – I'm scared about the center position. I'm seeing Mitchell Robinson. He's still got on Nick Gear. He's still posting pics with his Nick Gear on. So I don't know if that means he's going to resign or not. Obviously, I got him on my goddamn hoodie, my boy Mitch, OB, quickly, RJ Barrett. So I, I'm hoping he resigns, man. I, I really like these boys, man. Damn. And, and I, I want to see the third quarter – Twenty-one point difference, franchise record in the finals. The Warriors had fourteen. I mean, the Celtics had fourteen points, and the Warriors had thirty-five.
0: That's crazy. man. I'm looking at it too. Um, well, I'm looking
1: at the the score, really eighty-nine to sixty-four. Right? Is that that's the score you see? Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually watching the game right now. The Warriors putting their foot on their neck. That's basically what this game is about. But but you know, like in in the finals and in previous years, even going back to the Lakers and
0: the Celtics back in the days, two great teams. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been times in the finals where Boston will blow out the Lakers by 30. You know you know what I'm yeah. saying? That, that type of thing. You know, So, it does happen. Great teams get blown out sometimes. Sometimes they'll be like, you know what? You got it. This game, you know, we're going to come at you the next one. You know? So, you know, it, it could be that that too.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, well, hopefully it is that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I'll shout out to, to CC
0: Mac. I see you, man. I'm going to be a dirt. Don't, don't duck the one-on-one. Listen, man, I can't play one-on-one right now. But. <laughs> Listen, I I am trying to get myself together. I've been I've been um trying to eat right. That's the first thing. Get get my food together, um my, my vitamins and stuff like that to get my energy up. I feel good that way. So I got my little stuff. I've been working out. So one v ones is something that I'm going to be looking to do. Um, not <laughs> June 5th, but maybe uh maybe after 4th of July, maybe we'll we'll see, man. We'll see after 4th of July, maybe maybe I'll start pulling up and um you know challenging you know asking for for some um for some help. Some so, run for a sweat or
1: something like that. Yo, Jordan Poole, yo. And this is this is my another thing about the Knicks. Like I'm looking at the guys that the Warriors got on the court, they is destroying the Celtics. This is, this, oof, I knew they was going to win damn Two, but yeah. you see a guy like um Valencia, I, I I I don't even know how to say his goddamn name. Euro guy, yo, he played tough minutes today, and spaced the floor, switching on defense. Yo, we don't have no guys like that, like unselfish guys. Like, why the fuck every vet we get feel like feel like they need to play on ball all the fucking time? Alec Burke, Alec Burke is not that guy. No, fuck him.
0: He wanted yo. He oh my. It's not he want. It's not he want. It's Tom Thibodeau's making him.
1: Yeah. Right. Tom Thibodeau can make me eat pork too. He can make you what? The fuck out of here man. Nah, but nah, it's I yo, I disagree with this. I disagree with this because I disagree with this. Because if you're watching the game, Draymond should have been thrown out the game in the second quarter when him and, and Jalen Brown had that spat, but they didn't want to give them double tax. Yo, you gotta call that, you gotta call that shit fair. It's the finals, bro. Nobody ain't trying to hear that that's self shit, that's soft shit. But at the same time, I hope you're watching the finals to see that the Knicks is two years away from being two years away. You motherfuckers want to trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. You want to trade R.J. Barrett for Damian Litt. All you motherfuckers! I hope this season told you don't try to buy your championship. I hope this season told all of you guys that shit. Well,
0: you know the the Celtics beat the Warriors last year, uh, last game by twelve. You know, so what happens? You know, they they got smoked today. So you know, you let um the, what who where are they playing right now? Are they playing? They playing in Golden State? In Golden State, yep. Right, so I mean, the Celtics already did their job. They already beat them to Game One. They weren't they weren't supposed to win Game One, and they beat them Game One. So the Celtics did their thing. They got to go to Boston. So now in Boston, when you get there, now the Golden State Warriors are going to have to steal a game in Boston in order to be in the series. So you know, if, if Golden State wins tonight, and then Boston um, wins uh, sweeps Boston first those two games, you know, you know, what I'm saying now you have now you're in trouble. The the momentum will be in Boston's hand. You know, so that, that's that's what um, the Celtics are hoping for.
1: Celtics better hope for much. If Celtics lose next game, it's, it, this this uh, this finals is over. It's going to be over in like six though. But Celtics got to win this next game for it to go to seven. Just just experience well, it, from the Warriors.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if they if they if um the Celtics um lose the the next game too, right? And then but then they win game four, then it's just two and two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the series starts but, over again. But. I think Game Five is in is at Golden State because um, Boston stole home court advantage. So that's why Golden State they gotta win that. Next, they gotta win Game Three. They gotta win Game Three. That's yeah. that's a must win for them. That's not a must win for the for the Celtics. I think yeah. Game Four would be a must win for the Celtics right. just because they don't they're not as experienced as Golden State.
0: Yeah, that's why I, that's why. I, today, I'm not really watching the game so much because that game three, you know, because you kind of assume I should have put some damn money on on the freaking Golden State man. But you know, you kind of assume that Golden State will win this game. But uh, that, like you said, that that third game is going to be super important. So I will be watching that third game. You know, and you know, uh, you know, hopefully I can watch it. You know, watch it live somewhere. But yeah. you know, that, that's definitely going to be a big time game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got to keep my tradition going, man. I watched every single finals every single year. Just to see like how my my team could get better. And I still don't see how the next <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, back to
0: back on topic with this um um you know Qu- Quinn Snyder situation Johnny Bryan possibly, you know, taking a, a super opportunity, you know, if they if they if if you told us a presenter, that, that's a major opportunity to become a head coach in the NBA, man. You know what I'm saying? Another young, young black um uh coach, bright coach. He's not not that that they the giving him, you know, giving him the job, you know, he's a bright. Person he 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 um, deserves that that job. Especially he came up in their organization as an assistant coach, and they won. You know, you know during that time. And, you know, they, I, I think forty-eight wins was the was the least amount of wins that they had, or whatever they won last year. You know, under Snyder. You know so nah, Snyder's Snyder
1: solid. Snyder's solid. Even though he looked like a mob boss, he remind me of a mob boss. Yo, he looked like fettuccini Like he looked like one of those guys. I I,
0: I got, um, we got Tom Thibodeau as the Joker, right? But if, um, if Snyder was here, I I would have him as, um, the Riddler, like the original OG, (laughs) the Riddler from, um, the original Batman show.
1: That's what he reminds me of. You you mean, oh, Snyder. Nah. uh, Yeah. That's my last question. Yeah. Snyder leaves. I mean, Johnny Bryant leaves, right? And because that was me, that was my successor for the Knicks. I said, "Yo, yeah, I wanted Johnny Bryan as the next Nick head coach. So this is an interesting name that I keep saying. Now it's Mark Jackson. Now for me, I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. That's my number one, like he's number one on my list. Like, <laughs> if Utah, Johnny Bryan, it, it, yeah, Mark Jackson. I'm Mark Jackson. For Utah or for the Knicks? For the Knicks. If Johnny Bryan was to leave, Cause I don't think Tibbs is going to stay long at the. Once Johnny Bryant leaves, that was the glue. Once the glue leaves, the last piece of glue, Tibbs is done. Cause the locker room going to have a mutiny against them. Them young boys, ah, you know he's screaming a lot. So, you know, Johnny Bryan leaves, go to Utah. Tibbs get fired. Who you think James Dolan going to call for the next Nick head coach? So that so people won't be like sell a goddamn team. You yeah. know Mark getting that call.
0: Yeah, there's there's a reason why I got the um you know Mr. Dolan here playing that guitar there, man. I I want him to play that guitar, you know, for as long as he can. I don't I don't want him involved in nothing, man.
1: I, I hear you. I hear. You. Well, you better make sure that that next big head coach at the Tibbs is a guy that oh, is a religious player. <laughs> I, it is, man. You know the Mormons and stuff like
0: that. They, they believe not not that they believe, but there's a lot of polygamy going on in Utah and stuff. So you know maybe they they'll take a Mark Jackson over there. You know,
1: it's Mark Jackson yeah. action. Mark action Jackson will never ever coach in Utah, man. And yes, he is being blackballed from the NBA. We all know why. Um, yeah, he was wilding though. But
0: I mean, he, he's a Christian, so like it's like like all all Christian. You know, like preachers and stuff like that. If they're coming up like that, they they are required to go out in the public and and preach. You know what I'm saying? So he found a street corner somewhere and started preaching with it with his people. So that's what, that's what basically got him in trouble. You know him doing that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, mean, I get it.
1: You know, I, I get disagree. I get it. But I mean, I think what he got in trouble for was something more. uh fuck it. Like basically, one of his staffers. Was one of his staffers was gay, he's a religious man, he didn't want a gay staff on his staff. They basically that's what it was. That's why he's being blackballed. Shit. <laughs> hey, if you want me to give it to you, that's the rawest I can give it. That's basically how it is. yeah, I mean, who cares, man?
0: Gay people. That, that's something I, like, I, I like, like like people are afraid to talk about about gay people and stuff yeah, like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't give a shit about it, but yeah. I think we Rob the Warriors management wrong, I think um. One of the Warriors made one of the owners is gay. And I think that that, I think the owner didn't like the fact that Mark Jackson didn't want um, that said guy on his coaching staff. And that said guy was. Well, look at Adam Silver. Is Adam Silver um, a homosexual? Nah, shit, I don't know. I don't know if he got a wife and shit, man. All yeah, that's, I know—that's the thing too. That, that's <laughs> what I want to
0: say too. Like, like um, everybody knows Eru or whatever. You you assume that I'm married or whatever. Like, you see my kids and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm I'm assuming because you said you had girlfriends and on Twitter you like to tell people that you get a lot of sex on Twitter and stuff like that. But I, I don't know if you like guys too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what <laughs> shit about you. But my, my thing is like, who
1: cares? Who gives a shit? Nah, you right.
0: Yeah, like like this this month is June. June is like 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 gay pride um month. Like so, it's like okay, cool. Like 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 it's not like heterosexuals be be like, hey, this is heterosexual pride month, and we're gonna talk about like, hey, I like to fuck bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, (laughs) it's like crazy. Like like who who cares? You know?
1: Yeah, I I, I I guess that's the best I got for you, Eru. I try to give it to you, tell you the rawest I can, man. I think that it stems from that situation. And yeah, definitely. I, I don't think teams want that blowback. Um, but I do think that I do think that the next next head coach head coach opening will go to Mark Jackson. I think that after like a few years, I think like one or one or two more years, probably one or two more years, I think the NBA will allow him back in. Because it's gonna be a topic every summer until he gets hired. And I think the only place that can hire him that it sounds respectable and he won't get the most he won't get the most ball back is the new york knicks jason kidd literally they cheat on his wife or something or hit a woman or he was drunk or some shit like they do some crazy shit and the lakers didn't want to give him the job they gave him the assistant coach job but now he's the head coach of dallas and nobody brings that up so i i just think you know he's waking up. He
0: had his own part. Yeah. His wife did like um. It was like a lot of domestic stuff. Police had to come. You know he got arrested. I, I'm not sure if he got arrested for it, but but mm-hmm. apparently he like bruised her or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know he was yeah. and he he he's, he are, he he said it too that he's an, he was an alcoholic. You know all he right. had a problem drinking. Oh,
1: right. you know so, all right. Shout out to J.K. It's it's good that that man at least let it know. Listen, I'm an alcoholic too, J.K. But I ain't gonna put my fucking hands on a woman, so I'm glad you don't. <laughs> but, well, listen, stop. man. Like
0: if you if you get the experience with 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 women in, in this world, man, anything can happen. To tell you the truth, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you just have to see the right one, you I mean, be with the right one, or fall in love with the right one, or make a baby with the right one. Uh, what's what's the do? Ocho cinco. What's that, what's that chick Evelyn that he was with? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you dating a chick named like Evelyn, the way does she be mouthing off and saying any, any kind of stuff, and she has no problems putting a hand on you, you know what I'm saying? Like you gonna headbutt her too, <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, ultra single for him to head. You know what you gotta gotta do to headbutt somebody? <laughs> headbutting somebody is restraint. You know, what I'm if you that mad, if you that mad, and you just like oh, and, just, and you just go boom like that, like that. That's that's restraint. You know, because who headbutts anybody, you know, like like the freaking 80s wrestlers and stuff like that? Nobody headbutts people, you know, you know what I'm saying? Shit is crazy, you know. saying? So what do he Bite her ah, ah, and bite her too, like what the fuck? Like George the Animal Steel or whatever. Shit is cool. like a wild Samoa, headbutting people like a wild Samoa. Nobody does that. So, you know, he didn't want to put his hands on her, but but she probably was in his face hitting him and stuff like that. What are you supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? So every like God forbid that anybody gets in no situation like that. Look at Johnny Depp for Christ's sake! His girl was <laughs> in his bed, literally shit his bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If my wife get mad at me and she and she shits up, shits next to me, I think I might choke what the shit out of her. Yeah, I
1: might kick her. Oh man, I think I might,
0: I might, I think I might tell her to square up.
1: <laughs> oh man, Devon, I'm coming back to Twitter. I got a ghost account right now, man, but I'm coming back on Twitter officially, officially. So it's either three things. The Knicks pisses me off draft night. I'm going to make an account and I'm going to put out a video immediately. (laughs) That's the first thing. First way they could get me to come back to Twitter real fast. The second way is um, July 1st. The Knicks piss me off with free agency. They do some dumb shit like don't trade Julius Randle or they just keep everybody. And they say, we're going to do continuity for three years straight. And. The third thing is the first game of summer summer league. That's the latest I'm going to wait. Is the first game of summer league, so that day is when I come back. But I'm pretty sure it's New York draft league night, and <laughs> it's
0: going to be draft night.
1: <laughs> be draft night. <laughs> I absolutely
0: know it's going to be draft night. The freaking <laughs> just cue cue the um the what do you call the the the, the Don's hate like, hate me now music and the fire and flames just just cue that but, shit.
1: I think it's going to be the one hope hope I got is I think the Knicks will trade up draft night, but it's just it's still a wait and see. Like I being a Knicks fan for twenty one years, man, all we had was hope. (laughs) That's all you got is hope, man.
0: You know, not for nothing. All these years that what got me through it is hanging out with fans and stuff. You know, at the time, like you know, I wasn't doing podcasts like twenty years ago. You know, but you still find your fans wherever you find them. At, at that time was message boards. I used, I was in the message boards like crazy. So I used to be hanging out with people from message boards and stuff like that, doing meetups and, and just, yeah, I actually went to freaking Toronto. You know, I went on a romantic drive with four, speaking of <laughs> you know, rainbow, I went like on a romantic drive to Toronto with like, like three other Knicks fans stayed in a hotel with them for like four days and everything, man. They want to talk about that. So, I mean, you know, you know there's no matter what the what's going on social media wise or whatever, that we're always going to find each
1: other, so we 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 are the ones that got us through that, you know? Yeah, man, that's a fact. Yo, i firmly, from it. Yo, I what me and Daha have been talking about for months, man. Get us a young coach, a minority, somebody. Well, I want a minority head coach, me personally. I mean, Johnny I'm Bryan's a the guy, guy, though. Johnny Bryan's me. the guy, yeah, he's man. him. Yeah, but if Utah offer him the bag, man, how we going we can't stop this?
0: Then who is it then? If it ain't Johnny Bryant and Johnny Bryant goes and get his get not the bag, but just gets the opportunity of a lifetime to run his own NBA team, then um then where do we go?
1: Mark Jackson, man. It's
0: all he do, man. For the old as hell. He bought his oldest Tom Thibodeau.
1: I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, want Mark, I want Mark Jackson, bro. I want somebody like even if he lie, like I'm gonna believe him. <laughs> that's that's he's a good coach, you know. He's a good coach, period. Yeah, yeah, he is a good coach, though. He's solid. His offense was horrible, but he's a damn good coach, though. Ain't got those boys to play hard.
0: Well, you know, Mark Jackson's offense it was basically like what, what he knows the point guard running the offense. He was a point guard ran offense when, when, when he was the coach. You know, yeah. he had a traditional power forward at the time with David Lee. David Lee made the you know that type of thing, you know. So that, that's how he ran it. But once, once um, Curry got there, he flipped it. Addison Phoenix moves um you know the stuff that he learned from DeAntoni into the mix, and you know it is what it is.
1: Yeah, not nah, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't try to compare. I, I would never compare Mark Jackson to Tibbs man. Mark Jackson. Yo, I, I think Mark Jackson, I think they're both great coaches, but I think they're great coaches depending on where your team is at. So yeah. you know. I think I think Mark Jackson would be great for us right now. And Tibbs would be better for the Knicks. And like, well, Tibbs would be damn near seventy when he when he's ready. So <laughs>
0: Yo, Kenny Atkinson, man. You know, hindsight is 2020. Kenny Atkinson was the guy we should have hired.
1: Woo, my only beef with Kenny Atkinson was well, I had no beef. I was gonna say, well, check well, out what, what he did with with the Nets when he
0: was with the Nets, and he had D'Angelo Russell and um, you know, Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie when they first got there, you know, mm-hmm. and just put, just um, just remember what he did then, and then now add R.J. uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, all the guys that we have, you know, whoever quickly and add OB and all this other stuff, add those guys, and then that's basically what we would have been, something Wait. close to that,
1: I think yeah well yeah yeah. foundation it it, it depends it depends because you gotta also think um you gotta also think drafting and and um and other like upper management stuff like that because a guy like yo i agree with
0: that that i agree with too
1: yeah yeah i agree i definitely agree with that sam cassell deserves to be a a head coach should i take sam cassell me too i I always wanted I, another thing besides the minority point about my next Knicks head coach. I always wanted a Knicks head coach to be like a point guard. So I know we had Derek Fisher, the Derek Fisher. He want to fuck teammates' wives, and um, you know that shit don't fly. But it's crazy when Derek Fisher had got fired. He was only—I think he was twenty-two and twenty-three. It's, so it's you know it
0: so happens. Derek, listen, Derek Fisher, you know, like like you said, he he got he got a problem with messing with teammates and, and like his is his um, you know his team's wives and girlfriends. He got a problem with doing that. But then what did he do right after that? He was coaching the WNBA. <laughs> so what the hell? Yeah. You know, for a dude that, that got a problem <laughs> with, with uh, messing with all these women, he said, "Hey, let me hire him to be my head coach." Yeah, yeah. Matt Burns almost tried to kill him. Freaking Clean Anthony Early got shot, you know, almost got killed all over <laughs> over the over the chick that he was with. You know, you don't know say, hey, let's make him the head coach of a WNBA team. It,
1: shit. I, I mean that's life for you. And yo, Kenny Atkinson is wasted Yo, this guy can Nick nurse. You know what I would do to get Nick Nurse as the Knicks head coach? I would cut off my leg to get Nick Nurse over here. Are you shitting me? I don't Nick give nurse. a shit if you're fucking purple. If you could coach, motherfucker, I want you on my team, but. For the Knicks, though, just for my team that I've been watching for 21 years, I would like to have a minority. Mike Miller could go fuck himself four times over. Why? Fuck Why? Him. What did Mike Miller do? Oh, he is one of the worst coaches. Yo, I hate that dude, yo.
0: Mike Miller fixed you, yo. what what um what uh this guy was trying to do.
1: He ain't had to fix nothing.
0: He fixed Mike Miller was able to get um uh, Julius Randle together.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you something about Mike. Miller.
0: What I'm saying I, I don't know how you could say anything negative about Mike Miller. There was nothing that happened during his tenure that was negative.
1: Fuck him. What he did when when Fizdale was four and eighteen, right? You still starting the vets over Knox and Frank. You win twenty one games. Where is Knox and Frank right now? Uh, that's not my, that's not a part of my narrative. That's not <laughs> <laughs> not a part of my narrative. I don't they care. Go from the garbage. Not, They're going to be a, next, year next to me. Hey, at, at Dykeman. It's not a part of my narrative. You could have started Franken Knox. Where is Frank and what, Knox? Hold on. One less than 21 games. You did not have to subject me to watch Alfred Payton and Moe Harkless after the fucking All Star break for us to win 21 games, for us to draft Julius Randle's backup. And for me to have to bitch for the next three years about why Obi Toppin doesn't get more, so you blame Mike one. Miller for
0: that? Yes. I, what? Yo, Mike yes. Miller. If he, if he, so, you so, you're you mad at Mike Miller because he tried to win? Yes. But yes? Are you kidding me? Did you? Yeah, that, that's career suicide for a guy like Mike Miller. But no. where's Mike Miller right now, too? Where is he right now?
1: He's in OKC right now. So fuck him. But the point I'm trying to make is, he was trying to. Co- he was coaching for his job. He wasn't coaching for the future of the team. If he was coaching for the future of the no, team, I'm, nothing, I'm, or- I, I'm not playing Kevin Knox or or Frank Nilakini either. All right, so then that's when you get gifted Obi Toppin, Julius Randle's backup, and now two, three, two, three years later, now me and you talking about, well, how the fuck can we get Randle? On the team? Yeah, but Mike Miller didn't draft Obi Toppin. Uh- our 21 wins did. So we could have won 18 games and probably had a shot at LaMelo Ball. You know, but you know, Mo Harkless is really good. Where's Mo Harkless and Alfred Payton right now? Where is
0: Kevin Knox and and um and Frank Neilakino right now?
1: Where's Moody? You see how we could go down this round? But, but, but no, where
0: is Knox? Because you were arguing about Knox and Frank. Where are Knox and Frank right now? Well, Frank- two trashed in the trash heap.
1: Frank right now is going to get another contract for another NBA team. Um, Maybe. Kevin Knox right now is he, he better be working on his damn game because you know, he needs to work on his damn game. He needs uh, to
0: retire I, and just become a professional, um, a Fortnite player. That's what he needs to yeah, do. Oh, oh,
1: cut your bullshit. You know how I mean? NBA players <laughs> I've seen go from eight averaging eight points to like 15 points in the season, man. You're you going to get better, man. The Knicks. Knicks love mid basketball players. That's their fucking problem. They just got out of loving mid basketball players, probably like last year. Knicks love mid. We've always been used to mid. That's why I think that's why a lot of fans defend defended tips this past season because they were so used to. You, when you've seen eight, like seven, eight straight years of losing, it takes its toll on you. So anything that happens that's good, you're gonna take it and run with it. So that fourth seed. These dudes think Tibbs is God. He's a god to you. If all you seen was seven straight years of losing, and you get one winning season, I can, that man can't do no wrong to you.
0: If Mike Miller was a starting coach at the beginning of this year, I think we would have been better than Tom Thibodeau. Mike
1: Miller, he could go fuck himself, man. I, 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 I don't
0: understand I why well, you gotta say Mike Miller got to go fuck himself
1: because because he doesn't <laughs> try to win. The, yes, because he did the right
0: thing. <laughs> yes. so if we, if we would have kept, listen, or forget all that, if we would have kept Mike Miller, do you think we would have won more games than than on uh, than with Tom Thibodeau?
1: What this this past season?
0: Yes, interesting.
1: It's, it's interesting. One. I don't, I don't want to disrespect
0: one. Tom Thibodeau because it's, Miller, it's a you know <laughs> I never had that. Thing. But, but but Mike Miller was like a like a, a big time G League coach. He was like holding down. You know, speaking of G League coaches. Um, you want to talk about a uh, young uh, black uh, up and coming coach, um, the G League coach that we have has been doing his thing the last few years. He took over for Mike Miller, and he's been doing his thing too, um, running that, that that organization, winning, you know, winning with those guys down in Westchester.
1: Uh, next G League coach.
0: Yeah, I gotta Google his name. He he's a former player, I believe. I'll let you do it.
1: Gianna Giap?
0: Yeah. No. Diop, I hope I'll never see Diop ever in life, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I was man. leaving it to you to, to Google it, but I guess I'm going to have to Google it. His name is Giannis Diop, whatever his name is. African dude. No, nah, it's, it's um Derek Austin. Derek Austin? Oh, I thought it was DJ, DJ man. Oh man, I don't know what that dude is doing. He's probably back in
0: Africa with his, his, you know, sitting on a rock somewhere with his balls hanging out.
1: (laughs) Fucking goat with a goat herd or some shit.
0: Oh, yeah. With like seven (laughs) wives (laughs) living the life, (laughs) living the fucking life. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, no, but here's the thing. The the one positive thing about what about Mike Miller and Randall, Mike Miller got Randall to stop doing that stupid ass spin move. Exactly.
0: So he did discipline him. Not necessarily discipline, but he just had him, you know, uh, if you want to compare the beginning, Mike Fizdale and and then, um, you know, Mike Miller, it was night and day. He just, he just totally simplified Mike Miller's, um, not Mike Miller, Julius Randle's game. Julius Randle, I think he put like 40-something on Ennis canner or whatever the hell. You know, so he, slowly, he started playing
1: better. So, you know, imagine what Mike Miller could have done if, Imagine what Fizdale could have done if we would have just kept him that whole season. He could have man, won 13 Fizdale games. Is, if you want to talk about fuck somebody, he, fuck he, Fizdale, man. Nah, 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 nah. He did the right thing. He tanked. Because he, he lost,
0: he, man. You don't reward people for losing, man. He he tanked. And, and he was trying to win.
1: He tanked. He was a tank and he was trying to win. He got us R.J. Barrett. He tanked. He got us R.J. Barrett. And then the very next season, he was on his way to get us LaMelo Ball. Like, we was on the route. He's all out. Right. He's all our way. Fizzday was actively trying to win. And you know, that was better for us because we was 4 to 18 when he got fired. And I was ready to be 4 and 36.
0: <laughs> because... man, that, that is another fight right there. That's another fight
1: right there. I'm not gonna
0: it's... say fight fuck Mike Miller and then say, hey, yo, Fizzday, you're the man. Like hells no, man. That's no, no, no. Like, that is, was that's horrible.
1: crazy. Fizzdale was horrible in his own right. But the point I'm trying to make is Fizdale was four and eighteen. We could have kept him the whole season, let that man win fifteen games, and then we could have fired his ass at the end of the season and got a higher draft pick. So two years from now, me and you could be talking about, yo, what is RJ Barrett and, 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 and Anthony Edwards doing? Well, are, are they are they all playing the all season together? But nah, we having combos about y'all. We're gonna trade Julius Randle because you no, know, Obi Toppin put 42 up on some unknown players in the last game of the season. <laughs> so, so, man, it, 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 it's tough, man.
0: Well, it, I mean, Paris, Paris, you you're the man, Paris, one of my favorites. But, I mean, anybody's behavior who like c- to control one person to control another person, you know, that you're talking about jail, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. talking about institution. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like way. coaching, uh, being a coach, you're not a warden. You
1: yeah, know fast. what I'm Let that man, let that man be emotional. Like we, we not, we not saying take the man emotions away. We ain't trying to. What's the the, the lion and the ten man from, from <laughs> We ain't trying to do that to him.
0: Yeah, the only thing that, that you're gonna do to stop somebody's a grown man's behavior or control a grown man's behavior is
1: only thing I could think of is jail. That's it. A grown. It's two things that could control a groom. No, three things. It's ego, jail, and your wife. Well, what's
0: ego? How do you do it? Well, the wife, of course. <laughs> 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 You're not talking too loud. Look at make sure the door don't bust open on me. You know, but like, you know, what do you mean by ego, though? Um...
1: Ego is a lot, man. A man's ego, uh, having man do some some dangerous things or having man make stupid ass decisions just off of ego and pride. Ego and pride, I'm all in one. Yeah, well, I guess a young man. No. Young and old. Old motherfuckers have strong egos too now.
0: Yeah, like like you tell well I mean, anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: well, like just to just to add on to that. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say something crazy. But, you know, to add on to that, you can say a gun, that's the only thing that's gonna stop a, a grown man's um control a grown man, shoot, shoot him in the in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stab him in the chest, you
1: know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Control no, that's the only way, game? you know. Kill a ego, kill a
0: pride. So how you well, can tell gotta me. gotta go um gotta go um you know you know do something do something strange with, with Julius Randle's wife and that's that's how he's gonna stop him <laughs> that's wow so we need to get Fisher back. We need to get Fisher back <laughs> in the Knicks. Fisher is gonna be an assistant coach with the Knicks now, and we're gonna get Julius Randle
1: back in, in check. Oh yeah, you don't get Randall fall in line. Listen, man, young fella, you don't fall in line. No, nah, you see your wife over there. <laughs> hey, listen, young fella.
0: Yo, Derek Fisher will be like this. He pick up the phone and be like, "Uh, you want to keep talking shit?" He just, <laughs> he "Hey, in.
1: Brandon, hey, what's going on? Hey, Frischer, how you doing? Like, uh, oh, keep fucking around." Oh uh, yeah <laughs> yo, no, 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 Paris Duggar, The Knicks definitely did. They disciplined Randall for that, but I don't think. That's how they discipline. I think the Knicks secretly suspended Randall, and because remember, I, I, did did Randall play that next game? I don't think he played that next game. Well, after the after the, dumb after the deba- yeah, after the debacle with the whole laptop thing, I don't think he played the next game.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't think he did, but I think he got secretly suspended for that game, and he got fined. Randall got over two hundred thousand and fines this season yeah he did he did so when the I think I think he probably got fined but also I think behind the scenes I think he got suspended yeah because I got
0: the the last few games he got quietly benched too you know because of the BS because I don't think he was hurt I think it was like yo man get your ass up out of here go go sit down
1: last few games when we're out of the fucking playoffs yo Randall and Tips could go fuck themselves that's dead serious. Yeah, but, you know, state
0: the losing thing. You can't. You can't force a. Can't get mad at the team because they try to win. You can't. Like, that's something you can't do.
1: I can't. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man. You motherfuckers should know the landscape. Y'all and you y'all, y'all should see what I'm seeing. If you're seeing your rosters, doo doo. How you're going to improve your roster? You have to take two steps back to move three steps. Yeah, but back. we we are
0: in agreement though. Like if if we would have played "quote unquote" the young guys that are like 21, 23 years old, if we would have played those guys, we would probably have won. You probably would have still won. It's a double edged sword, but we still would win. Like that's what happened at the end. At the end with the, all these meaningless games, Obi Toppin, he did he you know he did drop 40 on bums, but we won. So all those games that they that he had forty, you know, and, and and quickly was getting triple doubles with thirty something points per game. You know, we shouldn't have been winning those games. You know, but but we can't we can't help it because we got we have talent on the roster.
1: That speaks volumes to for the, the the player management and development and, and the infrastructure. At least we know the young guys can win games, right? It's not like we're arguing about a uh, Frank Ntilikin, a uh, Kevin Knox, or. What's it Clay Anthony Early? Um, who else we drafted? Ron Baker, Othella Harrington, uh, Frederick Wise. You know, well,
0: it, it... well, listen, there's there's guys on the team Like if the Knicks were playing like Ryan Ar- 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 Arcanado, Wayne Shelton, and, Fer- and Fern Hunt, and and uh who, who else uh Matt Matt Mooney at the end? And if he was playing those guys at the end, you know, then then um then you could talk about the Knicks. Oh, yo, the Knicks are tanking. You know, but yeah. if we did that, the NBA would have fined us big time. They would have said, "Yo, y'all, yeah, y'all yeah, motherfuckers, you, you you legit not playing ten guys be um, and playing these bums forty minutes? Nah, and nobody's no, hurt." OKC
1: was doing that. OKC huh? was doing that.
0: OKC is is not like the Knicks though. The, the OKC is is um you know they they're gonna lose anyway. They're not trying to win over there. They 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 play all their their, their players over there. You nah. know, so if OKC does it, it start playing like the bottom bottom guys. You know, it's not gonna look as obvious as the Knicks, you know, all of a sudden not playing any playing ten guys and playing the, the last five um you know, Ferron Hunt 40 minutes, you know, that would that would be crazy. I think they would find the Knicks for that. Take a draft pick or something. Um <laughs> oh, for real though. I'm saying like if the Knicks really, really would tank like that and there's no injuries, you know, they they, have, they would have to lie on the injury report and all that stuff. They they probably would take a draft pick from the Knicks if they did some shit like that.
1: I don't know. I don't know if they probably would, man. Because we seen other teams do it. We've seen other teams do it too. You, yeah, but some nah, doing... nah. I, I ain't going for it, Josh. I, oh, like Clay I like Clay Anthony early when we drafted him. I thought he was gonna be Danny Granger. I ain't even gonna lie. cuz yo, that tournament that he played in, I was specifically watching him. And it's crazy how we wasn't watching Fred Van Fleet, but you know, I was specifically watching him. Hey, yo, he looked like the best out of all three of those guys. But you know, once again, next pick wrong. Well, I mean, you know, what was
0: the name of the white guy that that played with him um, that we had on, on our team, the the point guard, the white dude? Ron Baker. Yeah, Ron Baker. Ron Baker was a was a stud in college. You he was playing really really good for the for, um, for the same team that Clamtha was on.
1: Yeah, he you know was. What I'm saying?
0: Yeah, he was a stud in college, and then he went to the NBA and forgot how to make layups and stuff. Walked out. So, I mean, it's right. what it is. Ron Baker, there you go. Shout-out to Eric Shout-out to all you motherfuckers, man. I, I didn't even shout-out to you guys, because um surprised me and, and put himself on the podcast. You know, I only plan on doing 30 minutes, and this motherfucker comes in here now. Nah, now, nah, look at this shit. A whole another hour and 15 minutes added to the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah, but shout-out to everybody that's, that's on here, man. Shout-out to you guys, man. Yeah, which your Saw state?
1: Wichita State, yeah.
0: Wich- Wichita State, man, they they had they had a squad, man. They had like, they just had like they had a lot of players that, that made it either made it to the NBA or or playing overseas or something. They had a lot of talent on that squad. Mm-hmm.
1: In Paris, you are definitely right about this because Charlotte and Miami definitely needed those games. So, from the standpoint of the teams that we played, that was fighting for playoff spots, yes. But if you're like. It depends on who you talk to, Paris. Like you it it could be one guy who would say, Man, I don't give a fuck about those regular in the end of the regular season games. I've been seeing random NBA players have triple doubles and at, at the end of regular season games. So it's people like that, or it's people like me, um, who'll gas it up and be like, Yo, man, Obi Top needs to be my starting power forward moving forward. And I don't need to see 30 anymore. So it, it depends, well, this- man. There's so many different
0: narratives. I mean, you were saying play the kids. A lot of people um, were copying your words, saying play the kids. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. That that is like a catchphrase on Twitter now because of you. You know, a, speaking of which, you know, like, like state is now on Twitter, and you know, I, I brought it to state's attention um, for for one guy. There was there was something else too that I, I forgot. I got distracted. But pe- people are straight up using states. Um, uh, catchphrases all over Twitter, like 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 it's all good. I, what's wrong with y'all, man? And then uh, these same people are the ones that want to argue with him, all that, and probably the ones that are flagging him to get him to get him booted off or, of or Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm, wa- I'm watching you guys, man. I'm staying out of out of conversations on Twitter specifically because of that. You know, you know what I'm saying? You guys know who you are because you guys are watching. You guys are watching <laughs> and listening. The ones that are copying um all the all the all the catchphrases and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna do that, at, at least for the very least, show love. You know, showing showing love is is um is is much easier than than being a a class hater, you know, because because people that are paying attention on Twitter, you know, like you know what I'm talking about. I know. You know exactly what I'm talking. about. If you're a fan <laughs> of this show, if you're a fan of the show and like watching um, watching me and stay talk to each other or whatever, then you know for a fact that certain people are just straight up um uh, plagiarizing like whole things that we that, that we say on here. You know, so this shit is fucking whack,
1: man. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I'm watching. I'm watching on YouTube. So when I get back on YouTube. It- I know how to move it and stuff like that. Twitter. I would just curse you out for my burnout account, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, not going to answer you for my real account because I learned my lesson. But a lot of hating goes on on Twitter. I ain't even gonna hold you up. Yeah, a lot it's not even, of, not even hiding. It's not even subliminal. It's just straight up. Like, not even subliminal, crazy. and it's really bad. And what's crazy is motherfuckers want to have videos now on Twitter. Like I, I, it was so much. I'm like now all you dudes is just putting out videos come on now man. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: no people are gonna copy that stuff man but straight up like the what what was the what was the phrase that that, that he was saying oh um yeah. What, what what did
1: that send you what play the kids oh msg politics is undefeated yes oh, that on, man. line is specifically for my god shout out to my guy south he said um we was i think we was talking about politics in 2019. And then he, t- <laughs> I'll well, MSG got some politics. MSG politics is undefeated. And mean you had
0: like countless arguments on that on that subject, plenty of times, on him yelling and screaming at each other. You know, you know what I'm saying. So you know,
1: it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, man. So I, it, the one thing I will say though that kind of messed messed up was like the the um, the clothes situation. That's probably the only thing I really messed up. But I I I get everything situated back by the middle of August. I get everything situated back because once I I had uploaded a Twitter recently, I got like I got five hundred followers in like one day. So I know I could like literally just jump on and just literally just add everybody because everybody knows who the hell I am anyway. So. But yeah. At least stop stealing my fucking phrases, man. I'm fucking watching y'all. Man. Yeah, it's, 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 but my thing cool.
0: is like, it's like, like um, stealing it is like the biggest, like what they say, like the the greatest flattery and stuff like that. But but at least give the credit, like God damn, you know what I'm saying? What's the matter with y'all? Shit is bugged out.
1: Yeah, well, what shit you got to steal, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> Motherf-
0: <laughs> we gotta start a. We gotta start a. a what they call a, a GoFundMe for uh for May Fourth to get his shit back, right?
1: <laughs> oh man, yo. oh shit! So Warriors slap the Celtics, <laughs> slap them guys around.
0: Yeah, shout out to May 4. May Fourth is the, is one of the best on here, man. Definitely yeah, man. one of the best on YouTube. May Fourth, like, not, not just on my channel. You know everybody else's channel. They pop in and stuff. Sherwin, all you guys, man. Shout out to um. Uh, New York Knicks with the Y, you know, <laughs> these guys, man, all, all you motherfuckers, of Jones, you know, shout out to to Josh, you know, Josh is the main one, man. I always tell a story when I, I like I was on, I used to be on, um, sim, I used to try to be on sim show often, whatever I used to try to get on, and I remember he, um, you know, Josh kept calling in, right, and he would say some stupid shit. He would, make "Get the fuck out of here with that shit." <laughs> Uh, then he will call again and whatever, and the next thing you know, uh, Josh was on the show, and I'm like, "Who is this guy?" Like, I'm like, "Wait a second. And I'm listening to his voice, like, "Wait a second, you that motherfucker that was calling in on that stupid, <laughs> shit. you know, saying that dumb, dumb shit, whatever." But you know, the thing I want to say about, about Josh is that you got to give him credit because he don't never back down from the Not as enough. much stuff that people be cursing him out and dragging him through the cold. That <laughs> motherfucker stayed right there, and now look, he, he's on, he's on, um, on, on Sims on network. Doing his own show, and
1: everybody that was talking shit about him is watching. Yeah, they watching. I'll be watching yeah. Josh too. I, 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 I listen. A lot of a lot of people don't agree with me, neither. We already know what I said two, three years ago. I was I was getting bumped on every day. I was getting bumped on every day, so like I'm that. I'm used to having the different takes. That out the Julius Randle's was a third third option on championship team. I, I could get all of that. So, I'm used to that, man. I like people like that, man. People that just think different, people that think outside the box. Josh is a crazy motherfucker who's a variant of mine in the multiverse, but you know, hey, I Josh? was, takes. yeah, yeah, he's the fucking crazy variant. Yeah, yeah, I never met Josh
0: in person. I can't wait to meet him because I'm gonna hug the fuck out of him, man. I'm gonna try not to make our stomachs touch, but I'm gonna hug you, you know what I'm saying? But you know, he's a big, he looked like he looked like a linebacker, he looked like Lawrence Taylor out there, you know what I'm saying? All this, all this, you know, is an active um Navy. Guy, you know what I'm saying? So oh, you, know, be lifting, yeah, you know he be lifting You know he lifting Humvees and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? So you know, guys need to be careful, man. I you know, I don't know if you're gonna be there at the yo, yo, uh, I guess we could close it up, man. But are you are you gonna do the the um the what do you call it, the Atlantic City thing?
1: I I can't. That week that we're doing it, that's the yeah, I can't. I don't have I don't have vacation time off for that week. All the old heads hogged it up. He's vacation. Who needs vacation when you got sick days, man? I used all my sick days, (laughs) (laughs) and they don't start up again, (laughs) they don't start up again until July.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, right on time because that's what summer league is. Well, no, uh, well, you said July anyway. So, yeah, I'm thinking about going, I'm thinking about going. You know, it's a little weird because I'm married, so it's a little different than me. Just if I was single, if I was single, I would just be out there. You know
1: what I'm saying? So, say this with us. We said earlier the one one of the three things to get a grown man to be controlled is a wife. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs>
0: but the thing about it, let me not say it so loud. You know what I'm saying? But but you know I don't give a fuck about no damn family court. You know what I'm saying? I've not been through it already. So if we go through it again, I'll be all right. You know because right, right now I give my I give my wife all my money, man. But if, if um she take me to family court, I'm at least get half back, so I'm good. I can live off that. Yeah, I, yeah, I can live off half my shit.
1: Shit. Yeah, I can man. Off then,
0: half, I'll, half. yeah. My kids will like me more because I won't be yelling as much. You know what I'm saying? So it is it, it's like a win-win situation right there.
1: Oh man. You know? So I mean, I guess that I guess that's everything, man. Yeah, I motherfuckers, best start. Showing love, man. Get them likes up, man. Especially on my hit yeah, it the likes, man. My guy, it's like the easiest network. thing. Very easy.
0: You know what's weird? Like, so it, I, I want to say is haters shit too, man. A lot of people like to watch the show, but they won't hit the like hit the thumbs up button. But then, like, like, shout out, shout out to um to um to Nick's fan TV. They they did the same thing earlier, I think about eight o'clock. He only went on for five minutes, whatever. But look at the likes on that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was only a five-minute podcast. I watched it too. You know, he didn't really say nothing. He just said what what was happening and then he, he kind of drawed it out cuz that, that's the way he, that he talks. He, it, it, like the way that he talks, the 5 minutes seemed like he's saying something. He didn't really say nothing in the 5 minutes. But well, look at the likes on that shit. You know, that to me to me that that's um that's like I don't know. I, you could call me a hater for it, you know, but I but I feel like, you know, guys will see a 5 minute video and automatically hit the hit the like button. Like 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 the, like 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 like, come on, um, man. Like the people will sit here, literally watch us podcast for three hours and won't hit the like button. Oh man. And, and then get mad it's like, damn, yeah, y- y- y'all gonna stop. Y- y'all gonna cut it off? Oh ah, go on for another hour, but won't hit the like button still.
1: <laughs> go on for another hour. Oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we we do it for love
0: anyway. We you know I, you know if I did it for love, then see see that thing that's scrolling on the bottom. Please subscribe. I never put it up, I can easily click it, but I never think about it. But I'm not thinking <laughs> about it. I'm thinking about just talking about the Knicks and, and doing this thing while I'm the reason why I'm doing it. I love I love to talk about the Knicks, and then you the Bogarted the podcast, you know, and just came on here, you know, and it made me go on for another hour
1: and change because of the love. Yo, my fault, yo, yeah. nah, because I, I think I remember we said we was gonna do a pod today, and then, yeah. um, I think um, I was so like in tune with the with the goddamn finals game, I it almost. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: listen. I had other things that I want to do tonight, man. So I only want to go on for thirty minutes, and then that's why I didn't hit you up. And then here you go, pop in the shit, and now I, instead of going on for, I started at nine. I plan on getting off at nine thirty. Now it's freaking eleven. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for ruining my evening. This okay, I plan on getting off at nine thirty, and then you know, and doing enjoying the rest of my night.
1: Look at this eleven o'clock oh, now. Thank you, sir. Oh man, my bad, bro. <laughs> Well, um, I guess we could get out of here, man. Uh, you know, hit that like button, everybody. And he never tried to put it on jam. Wait, yeah, I, 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 I ain't going through all of that, man. I'm not. You through. I'm
0: not going. Through, I just put it yeah, on the screen.
1: Listen, I, I, <laughs> Baggage Jones, I don't give a shit about none of that. I support everybody. Shouts to M.E.K. um Tom, all of those guys. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about none of that podcast beef, man. Yeah, but you know
0: that sure. type of stuff. Those guys are those guys. They have so much subscribers and whatever. So once you get that that subscriber, of course, people are going to be talking about you. You know, what I'm saying I talk about you anyway. I don't care. I don't give a damn what you are like. Um, what's the name? Shout out to um, uh, I got a bad memory. So what the fuck? You know, shout out to the God of Nicks podcast. You know, we got to get those guys going. You
1: know, mm-hmm.
0: shout out to everybody. Shout out to Eric lb He got he got a channel. You you know, guys need to support. What the hell?
1: Yeah, man. So I don't give a shit about that, man. I just try to. You know, I just try to get everybody. Shout-outs to my guy, Kevin, man. Yo, Kevin, man, you got here late, man. You're going to have to watch the Rewind, man. You're going to have a good laugh, though. I promise you that. <laughs> you going to have a great I laugh. To, I try
0: to keep it quick in, in business a little bit. I got a little long-winded, and the state jumped in and, and, and made it and dragged this thing out for another hour and a half.
1: <laughs> Jesus. But, yo I you Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, What's the other shit, man? Spotify, Play FM. Amazon podcast, I probably said that already. Tune in, um, Amazon. Like, y- y- y'all know where to find us, man. Appreciate all you guys coming in, man. Yo, Dahod, I'm out. I'm out to go for, eat this big ziti and wait for company and try to see if I could go to the moon again. So I'm going to holler at y'all. And- oh, you're going to have
0: a good night tonight. You're going to have big ziti and go smoke or whatever. Now it's 11 o'clock. I got to be up at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning. Thank you for ruining my night. You
1: mother- oh, 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 don't worry. I'm doing a 17-hour shift tomorrow. So, I'm bloating right Yeah, man. So,
0: (laughs) enjoy your trip then, man. Enjoy your trip to outer space.
1: I'll try, man, yo. I'll let y'all, man. D'all, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Peace. Oh. Yeah,
0: man. Trying to find the freaking end button, but you know, enjoy enjoy the podcast, guys. Go back for those that didn't see it, go back and, and watch the uh, the replay, or whatever. You'll see me talking shit, and then you'll see you'll you'll hear when state pops in the background. You hit the you you're gonna hear him pop up, and then he just bogars the show. So, anyway, um hit the like button before you leave. You know, make sure you subscribe and all this, you know, so you can so you can see what I'm doing. Something uh, probably gonna go on tomorrow, and um we'll see. I for those that are following me, I'm gonna post a schedule so you guys can know exactly when I'm gonna be going on. Because I, I got to try to be more consistent so you guys know what I'm going on, that way you guys can pop in and, and um, be interactive and stuff like that. So, anyway, I see you guys next time. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb salute, and we out of here. Damn, see you later.